All right, you go ahead. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening to all of you out there in Radio Land. You're listening to The Cricket Show. Let's talk some cricket. Good evening and welcome to... Welcome to The Cricket Show. Got a little up here, but we'll get take care of it in a moment. Good evening and welcome to The Cricket Show, broadcasting around the world every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. Blogtalkradio.com slash The Cricket Show or fast bowl us an email with your questions and comments to thecricketshow at comcast.net. And now, let's talk cricket, lovely cricket. Yes, yes. indeed. Uh, pleasant good afternoon to you, Dennis. I hope you are hearing us loud and clear. Um, from yeah, sunny, clear. sunny California. California, yes, indeed. And I'm in sunny North Florida. And I tell you, it's very warm and sunny. And we had some great showers last evening. And I just had an opportunity to do some work in my, my garden yesterday evening. And it was just a thrill to see the rain came just the same time but what's up in your neck of the woods well unlike you we're not having any showers we don't get those very often out here in sunny southern california so we're under drought conditions but right now the temperatures are nice 78 degrees very pleasant cloudless sky and very very Beautiful to be out there in the sun, as I said, perhaps wearing white, or is it multicolored these days? At any rate, whatever color it is, it's time for cricket, lovely cricket. Back to you, Yes, indeed, we're hoping to join with Murtrys in a few minutes. I just didn't get a chance to. I started late. As you know, I had a little occupation there before, and I'm hoping that we'll have some change today. But nevertheless, we will do that. But before we do that, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Ask God's blessing on the show. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this evening. We thank you for your opportunity that you have afforded us this evening to have this yet another show. We pray that you just continue to bless the show. Let it go on without any interruptions whatsoever. We pray also, Lord, that you guide us as we go along. Make us, teach us to do the right things at the right time. Lord, we pray especially for us alien brothers and sisters who are uh, suffering. We'd like to just bring their names to you once again. We don't want to say 
that we want you to touch my dear wife Eunice and Dr. Leroy Lashley and his daughter Lisa, um, Bob Zin Nisbet, Connie Whitley, Ellie Matt, Edward Carter, Oliver, Sol uh, Oliver Solomon, Murchison Nisbet, um, El Comido Willett, Ralston Otto, Wentworth Francis and Talbert Francis, two brothers of mine, Dennis Kelman, Joseph Gunshop, Willis and Mona Daniel, Fillmore Hallpike, Earl Stevens, Jeanette Hughes, Dr. Roger Brown, Virgil Francis, as his son, and Mr. Linford McKenzie, and all the others who have not expressed their concerns, Lord, we, we ask your blessings on them. Touch their bodies from the crown of the head to the bottom of the feet. Lord, we are grateful for all the help you have given to us, those who do so financially and those who support us otherwise. We thank you for all you have done for us. In your precious name we pray. Amen. So, in the meantime, Dennis, I know some, you have something in your mind, so why don't you do that while I make contact with Miss Murchie to see if she's available to be with us this evening. Well, I can go straight into the news roundup while you do that. The ICC news roundup for today, we have the ICC board has approved a recommendation that ODI status be extended to a number of associate member women's teams expanding the ICC Women's Championships to 10 teams. Secondly, the ICC board received an update from the Afghanistan Working Group, which recommended Merwais Ashraf as the Afghanistan Cricket Board appointed representative. The working group advised the board that the ICC was continuing to support the Afghanistan men team to play international cricket while monitoring Dennis, the government. Why yes. Why don't you pause for a while? Let me just say hello to Murchis. Good evening to you, Murchis. And uh, oddly as well. Good evening, Mr. Francis and Dennis. How are you? Good guys? evening. Welcome to another edition. Okay. Happy Easter to you. Hi, Mr. Audley. Okay, Dennis, continue. I'm muted. Okay, go ahead, Dennis. The news from the ICC board regarding Afghanistan Working Group. Murway's Ashraf is the appointed representative. The working group advised the board that the ICC was continuing to support the Afghanistan's men's team to play international cricket while monitoring the governance of the sport in the country, including the development of the women's game. The Afghanistan Cricket Board confirmed their continued commitment to developing women's cricket and promised to submit a full action plan and budget. ICC working group meant group to monitor and receive regular updates on this point in the future. And finally, South Africa was confirmed as the host of the inaugural ICC Under-19 Women's T20 World Cup to be staged 2023 beginning in January of next year, with 16 teams 
schedule to participate. And, uh, of course, you will remember that uh, we had the boys or the men's under-19 World Cup in the West Indies earlier this year. And now we're going to you know, start the women's version of the under-19 T20 World Cup in South Africa, January 2023, with 16 teams. Again, this is well worth waiting for and to see the development of the game at the level for the women's team. Back to you, I, uh, Leon. Yeah. That's all I have for you from the roundup. Let's bring in Audley once more. Audley, good afternoon to you, sir. Yeah, good evening, Leon. Good evening. Um, I mean, good afternoon, Dennis. Good evening, Miss Martrice. And, um, and um, for everybody else, um, fellow panelists, good evening also. And um, just for listeners around the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you all. And I hope that you will stay with us because we, ha- we have a lot to unveil here uh, later as the program goes along. But, Leon, let me tell you, uh, I'll be on until 8 o'clock. I, I'll leave okay. at just about 8 o'clock. Okay. 8 o'clock. Okay. All right. No problem. Take care. Okay, folks. So let's go right ahead with the other highlights. We are going to be touching the IPL. And, of course, we we'll give you the standings as of today. The standings are as follows. The Titans, they are on top with 10 points, followed by the, the Super Giants. In third place, the Royal Challengers, Bangalore. Sunrisers, Hyderabad, follows Rajasthan Royals uh, in fifth place, while Kolkata Knight Riders are sixth, Punjab seventh, the Delhi Capitals eighth, Chennai Super Kings, they are ninth, and at the bottom of the table, the once mighty Mumbai Indians, having played six matches and lost all six. And in today's match was a great match. Uh, we saw Alzari Joseph getting his first knock of the season, and Chennai Super Kings, they scored 169 for the loss of five wickets, and the Titans, they made 170 for seven. Azari got a first ball duck, but he got two wickets in, in, uh, as, as a bowler for that team. We're going to take a look also, gentlemen, at the division, the county championship over in England, the division one. We have Surrey leading SXI in second place, third place, Hampshire, Lancashire, Yorkshire, Gloucestershire, Kent, Warwickshire, Northam, and Somerset in that order. In Division 2, we have Glamorgan, Durham, um, Nottinghamshire, Derbyshire, Leicestershire, and Worcestershire, Middlesex, and Sussex in that order. I'm sure you guys had your team that you used to support. I don't know if you still support them, but... (laughs) I still support, I used to support um, Somerset and, of course, Hampshire and sometimes Glamorgan. Well, big news coming out of England is that the England captain, that is Joe Root, he has stepped down as the captain, and we'll talk more about that 
Joe Root, he has played some 64 games, 27 wins. He had 26 defeats. And, of course, during the course, he had some 11 draws. And his winning percentage is 42.1. We'll tell you why. And, and of England were without the director of sports. But luckily for them, they have appointed the Kent batsman, um, Robert Keyes. And they're still without a captain, a vice-captain, and we'll wait and see who will be their choice. Some say it might be Stokes. I hear the recent talks is about Stuart Broad as the captain. So you two can tell us who would be your um, special person to lead India, England. Okay, let's see. Oh, I got that already. Talking about Turning our attention... Both England and New Zealand, they have pulled out of tours to Pakistan, but word out is that they will eventually tour Pakistan later in the year. I'll tell you when those will be. Um, we'll tell you when the dates scheduled for their return to Pakistan. And that's a wonderful idea. I think Virgil would be happy for that. Ramis Raja, he has revealed a plan for on the 19 version of the Pakistan Super League. You, you know that, Dennis? Or, or oddly, the Pakistan Super League will now have a on the 19 version of the of the tournament, unlike India, who just have the ones for the tournament. That's breaking news for me. That's breaking news. <laughs> and... Just about that, except that we just want to cycle them off onto the Jamaica, where the Carifta games are being held. And the latest news we have is Jamaica are now boasting some 33 medals, 14 golds, and 14 silvers, as well as five, five bronze. In second place, Trinidad and Tobago, two gold, six silver, five bronze, a total of 12 medals. The British Virgin Islands, they have two golds, one bronze, and three medals. Guyana, two gold, two silver, four medals total. And the Bahamas are uh, boasting one gold, two bronze, and two silver, a total of five medals. And guess what? Antigua and Barbuda surprised many last evening when the young man out of Antigua, Mr. Fleming, he won the the goal beating out the Jamaican oil commerce to win the title. And we also captured a bronze, so we have two medals. So congratulations to all the winners. Barbados also have some, but didn't see all the details for them, but just want to congratulate the winners and hopefully. And time permitting, we will go into the West Indies Cricket Board. You know they have put out their consolidated uh, statement of financial positions as of 2021. Their year is a fiscal year, which ends September the 30th, 2021, and they were able to do so. But it doesn't read a good picture, but it's understandably. So, many, many organizations are suffering, are struggling with their finances, and you know, Western is one who's also uh, experiencing some financial shortcomings. Short so, back. To you, Dennis, or to Audley? 
Okay, I'll bring in I'll bring the inside edge. Just go ahead, just try it on. Okay, so the inside edge for the day of cricketers who have made over eight thousand runs. The fastest to eight thousand runs. That's why I said that. Um recently it was held by Kumar Sangakar from Sri Lanka. But one gentleman from Australia called Steve Smith. Yep, in the last series, he surpasses Kumar Sangakkara. So the top five fastest players to 8,000 runs in test cricket. Steve Smith took him 151 innings. Kumar Sangakkara, 152. Sachin Tendulkar, I mean, they, of course, 154. At one time, the leader was, of course, Sir Garfield Sobers before Tendulkar took over at 157 innings. And Rahul Javid from India took him 158. So that's the top five men, five fastest to 8,000 runs in Test cricket. There we got it, the inside edge. Yes, indeed. Back to you, Thank you so much, Orly, for that. And Dennis, you may want to start us off. Well, yes, we we can. You mentioned earlier, Leon, the uh, team Cricket West Indies uh, consolidated uh, statement uh, from the auditors, and uh, you indicated that uh, there was a uh, a a loss, accumulated deficit, and that the West Cricket West Indies financial situation is not very pretty currently. However, mm-hmm. um, the impact of COVID-19, uh, as one of the notes from the auditors pointed out, I shouldn't say one, I should say from the team of auditors, the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic and the measures adopted by governments in countries worldwide to mitigate the pandemic spread have impacted the operations of Cricket West Indies However, despite the foregoing, management has been able to continually negotiate successful media and sponsorship rights and contracts. Therefore, it is management's assessment that it is reasonable and supportable to assume that Cricket West Indies will continue to host tournaments and harvest the benefits of long-term media rights and sponsorship agreements for the foreseeable future. So, ladies and gentlemen, although there is a deficit in the kitty currently, it is not surprising and not unexpected, but the situation looks very much like Cricket West Indies will continue to move forward with the impending benefits and long-term media rights and so on and so forth. So we look forward to that getting out of the uh, sticky end and move forward. I don't know if we want to go in yes, further I into this particular. Just, just briefly, I'd just like to say the revenues of the Western Cricket Board in uh, 2021 were some $27,875.94 million. For eight hundred and seventy-five thousand and ninety-four dollars U.S. dollars. U.S. dollars, yeah. U.S. Of course. Okay. These are all in the U.S. United States dollars, and they had expenses from the operational tours. This is not all the expenses they have, folks. 
the expenses from the from tours uh, from tournaments are twenty one million nine hundred and seventy seven dollars and six hundred forty six dollars. So again, twenty one million nine hundred seventy seven thousand and six hundred forty six dollars, which meant if they only had tours, folks, they will make a profit. But because of the operational operations, they had some sixteen million dollars that were had to be accounted for. So sixteen million to run the offices, pay the staff and the works. You know what? Sixteen million two hundred and eighteen dollars and there's some two hundred and eighteen thousand six eighty eight dollars. That meant that they also have some other income. In, in other reports, they'll tell you where those other incomes are coming from. So that will be minus from the operating expenses and the operational loss would have been ten million zero six one nine hundred and thirty two dollars. In 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 essence, they 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 had money. If they only had the tours. They would have five million eight hundred ninety seven dollars, but they have to pay the expenses to operate, and of course that put a dent into them, which meant that they ended up with ten million sixty one dollars, ten million sixty one thousand nine hundred thirty dollars. So, not a good picture, but some of this will be because they also have to go into, which is not included yet in this report is that they had to go into the purchasing of the sticky wicket. That meant that they had quite a bit of money outstanding for that as well. But no organization in the world really were, were making money during this period. I, I doubt if they were. Western Board did well. And of course, we'll see what will happen in days to come. Any comments, anything that you want to share with us? Before we move on. Well, well my, my little point. piece is that... You want go, me to go ahead. ahead? Yeah, yeah. One of the things that is totally expected, as Dennis pointed out before, is with COVID ruling, you know, the, the past two years, uh, it, it, it's totally... It, it's totally expected. Uh, as you want to say, you know, it's not unexpected then that everybody is running at a deficit at a loss. And um, to see that the Western is still maintain um, the, the contracts of the players that were contracted. And, um, and there are other things that were going on in the meantime. So it, it, it's, it's totally expected that things are going to be down. But they, uh, they, they are even lost sponsorship in the meantime. Um, yes. and, but then... then um, was it um, one of the hotel hotelers, uh, Bush Stewart uh, sponsorship there? Yeah. Sandals, Sandals. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then, of course, is it Digicel now? Was picked up, um, um, which helped out a whole lot because with, with, without without you having a sponsor, you know, without without the team having a sponsor, some form of sponsorship, you know, we'd be in more dire trouble. So um, it, it's good that somebody step up because everybody just about and, and hotels more than anywhere else they were really feeling the pinch because um nobody travels and um you know but thank god today we're still we still have a cricket west indies and they'll finally dig themselves out of the ditch well one of the things Hopefully i want to point out too 
Thank you for that, Audley. One of the things I want to point out too is that uh, the Western Cricket Board is in, indebted to the various boards. For instance, Trinidad and Tobago were a cricket board. They had $1,230,655. And you can count it. Even the West Indies um, Retired Players Association, uh, of course, expectedly, they would have had money that is due to be put into that fund. And all the other boards, Barbados Board, Jamaica Cricket Board, Guyana, um, the Windward Islands, Antigua, Barbuda, Leeward Islands, the cricket uh, franchise of Barbados, St. Lucia, you know, name it. That total amounts to $7,529,305. They're indebted to these people, but they can't pay for their OE. So it's something that they have to report in their financial statement. So just hope that things can turn around and we see a better picture. There's not many organizations yeah. would, would they exist. Yeah, go ahead, Dennis. Well, yeah. yeah. We, we should point out that uh, ICC board met uh, at their quarterly board meeting in November of 2021, and they uh, approved the U.S. $17 million for the year 2022 to Cricket West Indies. Mm -hmm. And, of course, uh, the ICC, I presume, had paid some 14 million, presumably to cover the expenses and so on for the hosting of the um, under-19 World Cup in the Caribbean. And one of the uh, highlights, of course, is the deferred revenue of uh, 10 million plus, which encompassed, I think, agreements, media agreements with places like BT Sports, Fan Code of India, Betway, sponsorship, uh, Super Sports, and Super Sports South Africa. So, you know, those are some of the, the, the plus items for Cricket West Indies, and we know their situation is not very easy right now. It's tricky, but we think that uh, as uh, the cricket get back to the real spirit and action on the field, we will see things start to look up for Cricket West Indies in that area. Back to you, Liam. What, what is it unusual, though? I don't hear any media houses or sporting organization mention it at all, but um, it's there for everybody to see. It's um, published, and I have to congratulate the West Indies Cricket Board, too, because not very often that they have their, their um, audited reports published that early. You know, Talk about transparency. Yes. Transparency, and, you know. Uh, yeah, Transparency. Yeah, it, is, it is there for all to see, and uh, we just hope that they can get out of this, you know, situation and come back good. And of course, when once the when the team keep winning, they will, will obviously get more sponsorship. And of course, more fans will be able to come back into the grounds. And as that happens, Western is kicky. But one day, get into uh, the big. I'll quickly say if they continue to send more more um, cricket teams captains into re, into retirement or, or um, to um, give up the captaincy, you know, to resign, 
w- w- we'll be riding high again because definitely West Indies send Joe Root into retirement. We're going to talk about that when we come back from yeah, the yeah. Walter Henry. So we could, uh, that, is, that is interesting. So, folks, uh, Dennis, before we go, anything else? You got a minute if you had just cut in something there before we go into the... Well, yes, Leon, earlier we had mentioned previously that uh, the players of the month for uh, March had been nominated, and we remembered that uh, West Indies, Brathwaite, and, of course, uh, others were nominated. The two people selected, the male and female, the men's team, Baba Azam was the player of the month for March, and, of course, Haynes was the women version of the player of the month. And, of course, as we pointed out back then, you know, these are very, very highly deserved uh, awards for these two because they've shown outstanding skills and leadership in their various departments, notwithstanding the fact that uh, others who were nominated were also very, very... um, uh, mind, we're mindful of the fact that they contributed a great deal themselves. Okay, so any okay, so as we stand now, we, we're going to go right into the Walter Henry. But let me pull up our usual song before we we enter that. So get part of Mr. Audley. Yeah, happy. Hey. I'm ready to face the first ball. <laughs> Take it away. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's six thirty in the PM right here, Eastern Standard Time in the US of A. And it's time for the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. It's the time of the evening when we take a look at the thing and when we say happy birthday, anniversary or such like and when it's also time for you to call in 515-605-9850, 515-605-9850. Welcome to the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. And of course, we give an occasional footnote as we go along. Okay, so 17th of April today, and this day back, way back in 1790, was the death of Benjamin Franklin. Yep, famous Benjamin Franklin. He died 17th of April, back 1790. Still a Jamaican entertainer. entertainer. He's celebrating a birthday today. And um, for cricket, Linda Oliver, Tamara Reeves from South Africa. We have Danish Moenga and Monamel Jamal from India. Roger Tooze and Andy McKay from New Zealand, Norman Cowers, Norman Cowens, who was born in Jamaica but played for England. Uh, Masood Iqbal from Pakistan. We have Matea Merliteran, of course, has the record for the most wickets in Test cricket, 800 of them. And we have Janak Gampage, also from Sri Lanka, and Ted White from Australia. For the 18th, Brian Lara. Yep, set the record by during Antigua Recreational Grounds when he broke the record 375. That's back in 1994. Brian Lara. 
of course, I think Sir Garfield was right there in hand to um, congratulate him. Cricketer's birthday, Malcolm Marshall, the great Malcolm Marshall. Yep. 81 test matches for the West Indies, 376 weeks. Along with Phil Simmons, present um, West Indies manager. And um, Irvin Schillingford from Dominica. Irvin Schillingford, right? Also shared birthday on the same day. Miriam Butt and Tasqueen Kadir. Two female cricketers out of Pakistan. Duggan Sol and Wolf Barber from England. George Machane and Jim DeCour from Australia. Erwin Birmingham, New Zealand. Janice Daisy from United States. And we have Lukrish Rahul out of India. Thomas Rattledge and Janeman Milan both from South Africa. For the 19th, we, most of us will remember the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City bombing. That's back in 1995. And the perpetrators, of course, Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols. 168 people died before the 9-11. That was then the worst um, local terrorism, uh, we're caught about terrorists in, in the United States on soil. Okay, we also have the death of one Charles Darwin. Yes, the one who came up with the theory of, the, the theory of evolution. A lot of people are still blindly following that today. How come things just invented itself? Can a watch create itself? You just shake the, shake the parts and then it happens? Oh, can't happen. Uh, so Charles Darwin died back in 1882. And Fidel Castro resigned after 45 years at the, uh, at the helm in, in Cuba. And that happened back in 2011. Maria Shirapupa, she's also celebrating a birthday today. And, you know, she's a tennis star. She won five Grand Slam titles. Sid Barnes from Australia, Jeff Hammond, Paul Rifle, umpire, Jason Gillespie and Julie Stockton, female cricketer. Stephanie Powers from Trinidad and Tobago and Tessa Lawson from Jamaica from the West Indies. Salim Akraf from Pakistan. Mr. R. Harold Dickey Bird out of, um, out of England, of course. He gave Michael Holden the name Whispering Death because he could not hear his feet while he was running up past Bole. You can't even hear his feet while he's running up to the wicket. Okay, John Small and uh, Avril Sterling and Scott Bo- Boswich, all from England. Bernard Lutz from the Netherlands. And for the 20th, Stephen Marley from the Marley clan. Stephen Marley, of course, one of Bob Marley's sons. From Good Morning, Jojo. Nigga Bob, he's over there in Antigua. Yep, Good Morning, Jojo, Nito Baptiste, Graham Fowler, David Townsend, Alan Oakman, and Carl Greenwich, the son of Gordon Greenwich, all from England. Peter Paul Noble uh, from Australia, Malik Maram Barak Bakrash from Pakistan, 
the oldest, the second oldest test debutant. He made his debut at 47 years and 275 days. Narash Patel from the United States. And we have Anjan Chopra, female cricketer out of India. For the 21st, we have John Goddard from Barbados. We have Shane Kavanaugh from Ireland. Alan Wick. Alan Watkins, Martin Harmon, and Wendy Williams, all from England. Shabib Abim from Pakistan. Mr. Venkatkaragavan, out of India, one of the famous quartet of spinners that rule the world where spin with spin is concerned from India. And we have Raha Yadav, a female cricketer also from India. Gordon Drummond from Scotland, Nadeep Chaudhary, Bangladesh, and um, we have the wicketkeeper out of Zimbabwe, Wayne James, who made 13 dismissals in one match. For the 22nd, Sean Don Stevenson, 1976, um, was born. And Ken Palmer, Jim Love, Jonathan Trott, Will Hyatt, all from Daniel Hyatt, all from England. George Alexander, June James, and Joe Angel from Australia. Sandaram Ravi from India, as he is a umpire. Ashraf Ali from Pakistan. And we have Steve Dunn from New Zealand. Finally, for the 23rd, we have... William Solomon and Claude Carter from South Africa. We have Barry Shepherd from Australia, John DeArch and Luke Runty from New Zealand, Mohammed Kwazak from Pakistan, and from Namibia we have PJ Kutsi and Pitney de France. From St. Croix, Mr. Hayden Walsh Jr. Yes, Saturday will be his birthday, Hayden Walsh Jr. And then we have 2002, Brian Lara scored his maiden century, and it was 122 not out versus Australia in Trinidad and Tobago. That's what I have here for birthdays, anniversaries. Come back in a little bit. Leah? Yes, indeed. Thank you for that, Audley. I just want to say we want to just send out happy birthday in advance to a co-worker of mine, Janice Dabo, on the 4th of the 19th of April, and of course, my loving grandson who went to church with me today, uh, he'll be celebrating on the birthday. I don't know if you remember it, but it was on the 25th of, of um, April. Did you mention it? I no, we are, we are, Saturday will be the 23rd. That will be next week. Next week. Okay. On the, okay. So I'm a little early, but let's give yeah. him a little praise. Yeah. So with that said, that's all my... my but we have Virgil on with us, and he has someone who is going to make a triple century or a double century or maiden century. Virgil, no. you're on. Yeah, good afternoon, Mr. Francis, and good afternoon to all the panelists. Good afternoon to everyone over, over the world. Um, if you can go to someone else right now, because um, I just spoke to the niece of the person, and no, he's 94, but they are trying to get online so they can hear. So if you can go after someone else, and I'll, I'll, I'll come on after. Okay. Dennis, why don't you pick it up? <laughs> okay. Well, let's 
look at the uh, news regarding the Team USA, where the ICC has announced that Can the we, USA we, men... Can we do that in, in this section instead of the birthdays? Birthdays, birthdays. birthdays. Oh, birthdays. My, apo- mm. my apologies, my apologies. Yeah. No, for me, I have no birthdays uh, imminent at uh, the moment that I can remember. This time, well, I'm back to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Well, Burton, with that said... So we... I'll, I'll go back. I'll go come ahead. back then. And um, my, my friend up in New York, Vincent Hill, we were co-workers years ago. And, um, yeah, he's celebrating a birthday today. Um, let us remember tomorrow is tax day. Um, Leah, I don't know much about that. Yes, because it's, it's, the, it's the 18th busy, this year instead of the 15th. Yeah. Right? And my, my good friend, Jenny, Jenny Perez, she, is, she will be celebrating on Friday the 22nd. And my Florida mom, Mrs. Beryl Anderson, right there in Miramar, she will be celebrating on Saturday. She'll be celebrating her birthday. So happy birthday to you all. And um, yes. enjoy the birthday when it comes. And do it, do it Iowa style. Enjoy, celebrate for the, the entire month. month. Yeah, for the entire month. Okay, thank you so much for that. Right. And I uh, just want to tell the folks that uh, the Cricket Show is a not-for-profit organization, and we we uh, asking your help in terms of helping us fund the program. You can send your contribution to the Cricket Show, INC PO Box one one three nine Crawfordville Florida three two three two six. The address is. Cricket Show INC, P.O. Box 1139, Crawfordville, Florida, 32326. No one on the show is paid. We are doing it, we are doing it out of the kindness of our hearts and the love for the game. It costs us quite a bit to keep the show in the air. And we are grateful for the, all the ones who have helped us in the past. And we just hope that you just continue to help us as we go along with our contributions to the various organizations. And um, with that said, I'll just wait for Steve Virgil is ready with us. If not, I'll play a song in the meantime. And as he comes in, we'll just break the song. I'm going to bring on UB40. You know, I can't help falling in love with all those people who are having birthdays. But, you know, it's a song that can be used in any many ways so I just wanted to and the lead singer died recently oh well, that is not you before like you before this men stay holding fools rushing some year it was rumored that they lip sing <laughs> did you guys remember that the lip sync? No, it wasn't UB40. No, no, it was it UB40. It wasn't UB40. It, it, was it was a duet group. It's a group duet. Okay. Both, I think both of them died now. Okay. Virgin, when you're ready, you can come in. We play this song for your guests, for your friends. It's trying to get in. Name for Virgil's friend, 94 years old. I don't know if I'll reach there, but if I reach there, I'll be grateful. Provided I'm not. 
run for us to remember the folks over in Ukraine. Struggling. I'm coming up now. Yeah, come on in. Come on in, Virgil. Yeah, I'm okay. here um, from the beautiful island of Antigua. Um, I have a special um, birthday greeting for Alice Edward William. And this greeting is coming from her great niece, Nikisha Walter and her great, great niece and nephew, Imani, Elijah, and all of her loved ones. I just want to wish her a very, very, very happy 94th birthday yesterday. And I hope she stay in the wicket and bat long and just hit a big six. And that will give you the 100 mark. So, Nikisha, I know you. Um, I know you say you cook for your mommy. Um, your great aunt yesterday, and I just wish you all the best. And make sure one thing: take very good care of your grand, your aunt, and make sure she reaches a hundred mark. And don't let her leave out of her house, because most people, after a while, they will take their parents to a nursing home. Don't you ever, ever do that, because, you know, they work hard for us, and they always be around for us, and they will give us everything. So make sure you do that for her, and make sure she spend the rest of her life very, very, very happy, and wishing you and your whole family all the best. Thank you very much. And I don't have, I have one for my brother, which is, I think, or do you remind me, my brother owns his next week Sunday, so I can't forget that one. Otherwise, I'll be in big trouble. Virgil, what did you say her name was? Or is? Um, give me one, uh, give me one second. I'm going to go back in. It's Alice. Oh, Alice, yes. Edward Williams. Alice Edwards Williams, and we are dedicating this special song for Alice. And she's 94 years old. That's all she gotta do: hit the six runs, and then she'll be she'll be there at the the the, the triple mark. Alice and Williams. I hope she's strong and well, and just keep on going. Okay. Uh, no, I wonder if she's related to Wilfred Williams. But if uh, not, um, probably I'll find out. She's listening. Uh, the the niece is listening to you, so she will let me know if if if, if there's yes, a relationship. He was he was a taxi driver in Newgate Street, so 
if she she knew him well he was he was born in Liberta, but he okay. migrated to the city in Antigua in Newgate Street. Wilfred Williams. So we are dedicating this song for for her, Alice Williams. We can't help but fall in love with people who like you. So Alice, enjoy your birthday. And this is a song by UB for forty that we have dedicated to you. Happy 
Happy birthday, Alice and Williams. Yeah, Mr. Fire, yeah, she is an um, Edward, but she married a William. Williams, so okay. Maybe her husband related to the person that you're talking about. You never know. Okay, never know. Mrs. William, happy, happy 94th birthday. And make it to the 101, and I'll make sure I come and visit you on the 100th birthday. Thank you so much for that, Virgil. Back over to you, Audley. The fact that she passes 87 is a good sign because 87 yes. is the Australian superstitious number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she needs 13. She passed at 13 to the 100. Well, I'm happy that she is still alive, still around with us, and may God continue to grant her even more of a long life because she has really lived a long life. All right, so just want to say thanks once again for all our listeners throughout the world, uh, the Caribbean, Europe, Asia, uh, and right here in the United States, just want to join us uh, Join us next Sunday once again, 6.30, when we'll do it all over here, the Walter Henry Birthday and Anniversary Hour. Back to you, Leon. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for that, folks. And we, we just started off the show this morning with West Indies Cricket Board's uh, financial um, statement. Our report, and we're going to go. Joe Root, the England captain, has resigned. He has stepped down. At one stage, England were without their director of cricket. They were without the vice captain. They were both without a coach. They were without a captain, and who knows what else. They were, were losing on the field. So they have decided to make a clean sweep, and they have appointed... Uh, Mr. Rob Keyes of Kent to be the director of cricket, similar to what our director of cricket does in the Caribbean. So, Audley, you want to kick it off and give us your thoughts about England, Root stepping down, and the vacancies that they have, if you are going to qualify for one of the positions, or who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I must say Joe Root as an individual has been one of those prolific uh, run scorers. Um, Although his side was going through a battering, battering, he himself has always been, most of the time, um, been very consistent. Um, Remember, he made a double century in in India, and um, I think he made other centuries. And he has been among the top four, uh, the big four, as they are called in test cricket but um you know when it doesn't matter how well you are doing it's like in the days after the west indies when lara was was doing very well as, but as a captain uh, his side was not bringing home the bacon so because of that you know three different times he was named and you know he resigned three different times so what happened to, to joe root is is unfortunate um but um you know that's how it is you're, you're named captain to bring results, and if the results are not coming, uh, the favorable results are not coming, then eventually you, you, you're going to pay for it. So as, as I said earlier in the program, and the West Indies sent England captain uh, to, to go and resign, <laughs> because um, with that one nil um, beating, Right here in the Caribbean, and the last time they came out here as well, we did we did beat, beat the um, England, and um, with, with, with the um, clubber in the gut from Australia, 
And, um, you, you know, it's hard. You could say it's inevitable because uh, it doesn't matter how well you are doing. If the team is not really fully backing, you know, behind you, then following your example, sooner or later, it's inevitable. It's, it, it's going to happen. And um, Joe, um, he, I know he'll definitely continue to play as, as a member uh, of the England team. And Leon, I heard you said something that, I don't know if if if, it, if you're you're reading from some article or maybe just your idea if they're going to use Stuart Broad. No, that would be very that, that that would be something we looked at and say, look, Broad wasn't even considered to come to the Caribbean along with his partner, you know, you know, Anderson. And would they go from a, a, a player that was rejected from? I'm not saying it can't happen. Right, um, from even being on the tour to the Caribbean to know to the ascendancy of being the captain, and uh, if he is named captain before, it will be very short term, because um because of his age, um so he 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 will be just stopping a gap, um in the meantime while they look around maybe Stokes maybe they ask Stokes and he's not interested in job I don't know I'm just speculating here. And um, but I, I don't know who I said they would look at uh, right now or the captain. But um wish him all the best in the rest of his cricketing career. Not being the captain doesn't mean it's the end of his cricketing career. I wish him to it. But you know. yeah. well, oddly I've heard the talks about him instead of having Stokes. Lots of people are not in favor of Stokes, although Stokes should have been the likely successor. But um, it seems to there is some in in some quarters they don't seem to to like that and um, it, it it I think it was a mistake for the the, the team from England to come to the Caribbean without um, Anderson and and Broad two of your most successful bowlers coming to the Caribbean you just came out of a losing tour in Australia. And, of course, you want to build some confidence and you would have bring your team, even if, if if you had brought them and they were to give you a win or, or two, they might have won, won that, the second test when we held on. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and um, perhaps they would have... But Woods, Wood, who they used, he broke down. And the other guy, mm-hmm. Robinson, also broke down. Paul Robinson. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, both break down, and I don't know what they're doing. They're preserving these two stalwarts for the the, 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 the English season this year, when they have quite a lot of teams coming to, to England. But I would love to. I don't know if there isn't something against these. Remember when they went to Australia also, that they were left out. Yes, 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 yes. And I don't know what's going on, but if you, if you have to play them two or three matches, make sure that you're in front and then, you know, we move on. But look what happened to the... They don't even recall them when these when their primary bowlers were down, were out. Wood was getting a lot of wickets and Robertson was, in, was, was injured as well. I didn't call... They didn't call, recall them, so... I that benefited us anyhow. That benefited us, Leon. So. It benefited us. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all right. It did benefit us. But, but well, I heard the talks about Stokes, of course. Stokes has to be broad. Content. Okay. Broad. Okay. Okay. They have the opener Burns. 
and then Pesto. Pesto is another person that they have likely as the his successors. Likely successors. I, I think we, I think Pesto would be a good. I think Pesto. Um, when you look at him, uh, we, uh, Star, um, Ben Stokes would have to be the first, first and foremost. But then maybe they don't want to add any pressure to him because he has been a, a, a superhuman at times in, in the bowling injuries, yeah, right, and the bowling and the batting, and then maybe they, they don't want to add the captaincy to, to, to the pressure. But uh, Johnny Bairstow has been uh, has been pretty consistent. Um, I, I think uh, he he has a, a place in the side. You you have to name someone as captain that that um, cemented yeah. his place in the side. You know, so I, I think. I think he he would do well. Dennis, your thoughts. Dennis, you're on mute. Are you, Dennis? Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Joe Root has led England's captaincy for five years. Uh, a total of what, 64 matches. He won 27 of those, but I think his losses were pretty much about. 26. Okay. Yes, he lost about 26. He won 27. So, you know, the statistics there is he lost every other match. So presumably half a dozen of those were were drawn. Um, He obviously was very dependable as a a captain and his personal contribution during that period while he was there. So, but he indicates that, uh, of course, he discussed this decision with his family and decided that that was perhaps in his best interest because it was taking a toll on him. Presumably, uh, losing is not something that one takes very easily, so I can understand taking the toll. He won't be missed because I'm sure he will deserve his place in the team and uh, continue to make contributions. The interesting thing is who will take on the mantle and the role of leadership of the English team this summer. Back to you, Leo. Let's hear from Virgil. Virgil, your take and any anything to add to, to what yeah. you said? Um Rod Anderson no. Um, um Ben Stoke, no, I don't think I think these guys need to concentrate on what they do best. Um my favorite, my other guy there, um the Batman, Ben, um, oh, they was calling his name, they can't remember his name. Ben, ben Johnny Baystoke, I don't yeah. think, I think the keeper, I don't know the keeper, but the keeper probably, probably, the keeper is the next one, probably with the up, because, I mean, he's there concentrating on behind, I think he will be the best um, option they have right now. But for, 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 um, what's the captain name again that just, um, stepped on, um, Root. I think the best thing for Root is why they guys, I think that will make Root concentrate more and stay in the wicket and battle on. Because some, sometimes the captaincy puts so much pressure on him. If you can't take it, it destroys, if you're a bowler, it destroys your bowling ability. And if you're a batman, it destroys your batman ability. It's only certain people can, you know, flip it both ways and just go. So I think those guys just need to concentrate on what they do best. And I think maybe the keeper itself, um, I think maybe that might be a good chance for him because you, you got to put somebody as younger down there as a captaincy to come up because all the other guys in the most out. 
but I think um, Root needs to concentrate on what he does best. And after that, you're going to see probably Root stay in the wicket and maybe make a lot more runs because he don't have the excess pressure on his head. You know, so that, that, that's what I think um, about that. So I just hope whatever it is, they come back and bounce back from whatever the issue is. I think England has a match to play against Australia. I mean, India, that he was left off from a year, a year ago. And they, of course, I think they're going to have New Zealand coming to to their shores. And England's supposed to go to, well, we'll wait and see who they pick. But it's the first time England has had so many openings. They had the director of cricket. They have the captain, the vice captain, and the coach. Whom do you think would be the coach for England's side now? Anybody wants to get a guess on that? The new coach? You think you think Gibson, Otis Gibson might have a chance? <laughs> Anybody feels the way? Isn't Otis Gibson in? A, isn't he in England or are we? Um, he's, I, he, I think um, he's. He's in England, isn't he? he is he the one? I think he wandered county teams. No, he's won the county side. I think he's in Hampshire or one of those teams. Mm-hmm. I think he's the head coach for one of those, those, one of those yeah, teams yeah, in England. Team. Yes. So I wonder if he will be a candidate. Who knows? Because they, 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 um, they are in love with him. With, he has transformed abroad. Well, in, in England, um, England has never hired um, Gibson as a head coach. He was a bowling no, coach. No. A bowling coach. So, so, so as a bowling coach, he has been very successful in getting the best out of the, the English bowlers. He transformed the, the, side, the, the bowling side. But um, if we are talking about, and that's where I think the Westerners made, made a, a great error when they hired him as the head coach and think that he was going to do it all because he, he, was, a, he was a bowling coach. And, and we're expecting him to just transform everybody. He, you know, leave him, let him do what he does best as a, as a coach for the bowlers. And, uh, of course, it didn't work out too well for us. But, but don't you believe that he can improve? <laughs> you can only know if you try him. You know, co- you, know you, can o- you, you can only know if he's given an opportunity. Who knows? I don't think for, for one day was it, but I just... That just came to my mind as a but but, but, but wasn't somebody named as a, as a what that was the interim is just an interim coach? Yeah, interim, all interim. They have openings okay, for all. Okay, okay, not permanent. Yeah, not permanent. So they are interim. So who knows? What about you, um, Dennis? Anything on your mind? No, I I have no contribution on the coaching position there, Leon. Back to you. Mm-hmm. And who who is the, who is going to be the vice captain, oh guys? Who's going to be the vice captain? Uh, whom do you think might be the vice captain? I, you know, let, let me give you my thoughts. I feel I feel that that's talks to the vice captain, and and broader the captain. That's what I feel. I just feel that something tells me that they're going to do that. Give Stokes the vice captain because he. He's a, somewhat injury prone, and he's going to be in and out of the the team. And in the meantime, what they're going to do is to groom some young guys. Maybe the guy burns the opener, uh, and see if he, you know, he can move along sufficiently. 
to hold the position as the captain. But I, I feel they won't give Stokes, but they will give it to Broad and uh, let him be the vice captain. So that's my take. I, I'm not English, but I just feel so. They may just be better. Something tells me that. Anybody else want to con- contribute? I just want to say that yeah. um, I'm trying to understand the part with Broad because if you didn't leave him and Anderson out of the team, what, all of a sudden now what they're going to do, just pick them back in the team? Or what was the reason why they leave them out in the first place? If they, they wasn't, I don't know, if the age or they wasn't fit or they're not getting any wicket, what was the reason? Because to bring them back into the team, just a captaincy or something, it sounds real strange. But what was the reason in the first place for them to be out of the team, especially when they was coming to the West Indies? Remember they left them out uh, at least in the, the on the couple of cases in in Australia in the Australia. in the Australia. yeah in Aussie series mm-hmm. too they left them out. Not that they weren't bowling but, good, but you know they probably feel that they want to rest them. I had a feeling that they were resting them for the upcoming um, English season when the number of teams are, but, are coming to England. So. But 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 Leon, if you if you're resting a player or, or some players, it it would have been announced that such and such is being rested, right? And and a, a lot of reporters, a lot of reports uh, have been cir- circulating that um, Anderson and Broad they were dropped for the Caribbean tour, and, and they did not refute any of that, and they did not come out and clarify and say. They have not been dropped. They have just been rested because of X, Y, Z. So they, they were really dropped. Not that, they were, not that they were it's dropped. a crime. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. not, that it's a, not that it's a crime to go back to them. It, not that it's a crime. You, you, you say, yeah, it's really funny, but, you know, you, you never, and I said, the, the cow never, made, never misses steel, never know the, 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 the real value of his steel until, until somebody cut, cut the tail off, you know. Can't find any fly and thing like that. Huh? So maybe they, they may finally realized that, look, we, we, we made a big mistake by um, dropping our two most experienced. At some time, it has to happen. At some time, because they can't continue forever. But they, were, they weren't doing worse than what other, other bowlers were doing. When, 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 you, when you just drop them, they, they bowl in tandem for over 100 test, test matches. And and uh, one six hundred plus wickets, one five hundred plus. I know they can go on forever, but if they are contributing, still greatly contributing to the to the team, why would you just um, left them out like that? And then again, we are looking at hindsight because when when you brought in they brought in Ole Robinson, who did really well in in, in his first um, tour, in his first um, series that he played in, and then you know that thing surfaced, and then he had to. He, you know, he went on some um, suspension, and now he's back. And uh, no one know that uh, also that would would have broken down. So we are looking hindsight, and uh, and looking at the thing. But um, you you never know. Maybe, maybe if they had come on the tour, they would be the one that you know maybe break down and somebody have to come for replacement. But even when that happened, to see they're not even considering you know. One of those bowlers as a replacement, you know, so it looks sort of funny. Then oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Um, remember before the England tour of Australia that there was talk of cancelling that tour altogether because they were so 
few players who were available due to injuries. I, I seem mm-hmm. to think that there were a lot of injuries which prevented the, the in fact, the English team was more or less shamed into sending a team because there were the previous players who got on uh, their social media sites to really excoriate England saying, send what you've got, you know, don't cancel the tour because. So the question comes down to whether or not these guys were dropped or they were recovering from injuries. So at this point, I'm not sure that uh, it, you know, it was so difficult to bring them back, especially if they were recovering from injury. And of course, there were some who claimed to have been overused. They were tired from all the cricket they've been playing. And that's another factor, of course, in performances, because these guys are at it almost 24-7 these days. Well, I say seven, but you know, you know what I mean? On a very regular basis, these guys have been playing cricket nonstop without too much of a break. And when you're touring, you are you're involved in different sets of traveling arrangements. It must be a very, very difficult thing to do on such very short tour- turnaround. Uh, back to you, Leo. Yeah, okay. Anything else? Virgil, you, no, no, no other comments, Virgil? Sure? No, I have not necessarily added but as I said before, Leon, it should have been refuted if they weren't dropped. Right? Yeah, you're so right. They, they, would, they should have said that. Yeah. They were dropped. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't contest those right. saying that they were dropped. They were dropped. Right. And I, think, I think, I think, I'm just going to say this. I think that perhaps that might have come from, from the captain to, to ask for the exclusion. You know, <laughs> the, the, the captain which in, in, in Joe Root might have said, to the, the, the selection panel, listen, let us rest these guys, but we're going to drop them, you know, going to drop them. No, you, you if, if you're going to, you, you can't no, rest no, the guys wait, until wait, they are wait, dropped. Wait, 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 listen to what I'm saying. Let me say, this right. is not going to the guys, you're not going to go and tell them, you're not going to go and tell them you're going to drop, you're going to rest them. No, no, Mr. Let him finish, let him finish, let him finish. I say you have to drop them, but in their minds, they want to rest them. You have to drop them, but in because if you say you're going to rest them, they can come back and say, "I I want to go to the Caribbean." So that's my. No, but they said they are managed. They said they are managed. That's what they, they are managing the bowling department. You know, exactly. resting was and so if yes. that was but what they happened, they would have. They didn't say there. that. They didn't say that. Right. But because perhaps Broad would want to go, and probably Anderson would want to follow suit. So that's my, my take on the topic. I'm not saying that is what happened. But my feeling yeah. is that if they had told them they were going to arrest them, they would still insist that they wanted to go. So before that came up... They can't they send themselves. Them. If you tell them they're arrested, that's it. The argument yeah. is rested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... First, what you're saying. No, 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 he said that Stuart Broad has been dropped from the English squad for the West Indies. Yes. And he, he was feeling very confused and angry. He's uncertain about his future right. as a test player. Exactly. So. I told you so, right? So he was very confused. So that's my take. If they told them they were going to arrest them, that was the case. But nevertheless, whatever they do, they, they, they'll find a solution. England, they say, prefers to lose a warship, a battleship, than to lose a test match. So I think with that um, in mind. And Simon to tell us that. 
No, no, no. I have. I'm gonna listen, but I have a little emergency on this other phone. I have to say that because something I came on here to do now they just cancel it again. So I have to notify some other people. So I'll be just listening. I gotta notify okay. them now. Okay. All right. Good. All right. As you were saying, no. Okay. Good. You, you, you had something different to say, Dennis, or Audley? Anyone of you guys? Uh, next. No, no, I, I, I've said my piece on where that's concerned. Hmm. Yes, if we're still on the England uh, situation, I think I brought up the point about the injury as opposed to the dropping and so on, and the fact hmm. that England was, you know, being excoriated for trying to back out of the Australian test for fear of sending the wee team down there and have their hide stand. So, you know, they were shamed into putting together a squad and sending it down there. So we're not totally surprised that uh, they got so badly mauled down in Australia. But, of course, they, they put up a fight in the West Indies, but obviously they got pipped at the post. And that might have been the final straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, when it comes to Joe Root's decision in terms of, um, you know, resigning. You know, enough is enough. Back to you, there. Because he had said that he would not have, he wants to go on. Remember, he, he yeah. made a statement first yeah. and he wanted to go on. So I don't know if they put some pressure on him because some folks are saying that he he should he should resign. Some top guys were saying, I think Vaughn was one of them, wanted to go on, but he he then decided to go on. You know, the captaincy of England carries a lot of uh, prestige and a lot of things that have been given to them, you know, like the West Indies captain. I, I didn't know until I read the report there, for, um, Dennis, that the captain gets a, a, a per diem, uh, a, 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 some funds so that he can have a little get-together with his friends and well-wishers. Did you know that, Dennis? Did you know I, that? I, 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 yeah. I saw that in the report that, that the, the captain does get a, um, an allowance of some kind which I presume is separate from his salary. And I have no idea what that allowance was um, given to him for in terms of usage. But one would assume that as captain, he probably wants to be able to um, invite the opposition captain for, um, you know, a night on the town or something. uh, (laughs) And probably hire a car. And perhaps uh, yeah. rent a rent a car and and yeah. in who knows yeah, what. Yes, I, uh-huh. Yeah, I need to take him around the island so he can. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So when, when you, get, you can imagine, you could imagine what the England captain gets. You see, so that is a lot of prestige, and you know, when you're captain, you're more likely to get what, to get a knighthood, too, as well. So indeed, indeed. But, you know, Root has earned his knighthood already. So, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, I know he's young yet and still playing, but there's no doubt that a knighthood is on the way because he's been such a prolific run scorer and a valuable asset to the English team that I cannot see him not getting a knighthood in the years to come. Indeed. Okay. Can we look at the, the, the CPL, folks, the CPL? Uh, what, what is going on in Mumbai, India? IPL. 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 Why I say IPL. 
What is wrong with, with Mumbai Indians? What did well, the, the well the thing about guess, it, Pionic, you, go ahead, go ahead, Audley. I guess, I guess it's one of those things. Aren't they the defending champions? No, the Chennai Super Kings are. Right? Oh, oh, Chennai Super Kings. Okay, okay, but they have. Mm. They have been uh, down there. They have been champions um, a few times. Four, four five things. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And um, they're always, you know, up, up and up, you know, making playoffs and stuff like that. But it's hard when you have a, a side with so much well-named, recognized players. You just call the names anywhere in the world, and they, you you know that that's a top T20 player, right? And um, and then they are in a situation where they have lost six out of six. Uh, that that bites. That bites. You know, when you look when you look at it, uh, at, it at the um, points table, they are yet to get off the mark after six matches. But um, you, you, you know, I think that depends on how much matches they have. They, maybe they could still make the playoff because sometimes you have a, a team that starts real bad, and then. Um, they, they 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 just catch up and start winning and then the other some of the other teams that were ahead start losing two, three, four matches in a row. And before you know it, they are right in the middle of everything again. So um yeah, I mean things nobody will ever acknowledge that um or could ever acknowledge that the start is anything that is good. Rather in inauspicious. But then let, let let's give them a chance and say they'll come back. Well, you know, um, Leon, two two things that kind of stands out to me, having a look at some of the, the, the statistics, is that Mumbai Indians really relying a great deal on Yadav and Varma, and these are the players, players like Pollard is not really contributing a lot in these last six matches. And they've sort of failed to really get amongst the wickets when they play their opponent. I mean, the opponent is losing maybe four or five wickets, no more than that. Right, I noticed that, yeah. I, I, I think that that has a great deal. Definitely Pollard's contribution this time on for these four or six matches, woefully pitiful. And I suspect that had he been contributing a little bit more in that middle order, they would have been scoring more or less in the 200s rather than the high 100, 180. And this day and age, you can tell that these guys have been playing this game long enough to recognize what needs to be done. And so the opponents are really taking it to them. So maybe they're just super tired, um, Leon. You know, they've been bombarded. Perhaps they're they're burnt out. You, You might be right. Yeah. But, but in, in, the, in the bowling department, in the bowling department, in the bowling as it, department, as, um, Dennis, yeah. Um, yeah, pointed out, they, they are not bowling out any of the, the, their opponents, you know, and they, they'll they'll make the 180 yard, and then the opponents lose two, three, maybe four wickets. So mm-hmm. the bowlers, the bowling department, where they are falling down. Yeah, let's hear from Jason. He has just come in to see what he's and he caught us at the right time, Dennis. Not Dennis, but um, yeah. Jason, come on in. We're talking about why is Mumbai Indian failing so badly? Six from six equals zero? <laughs> First of all, good evening, everybody. 
Good evening to Good you. Evening. This, IPL, this IPL is a little bit different uh, than uh, what we have seen uh, overall until now, where these uh, two uh, top favorites or leading contenders like Mumbai Indians, who has won five out of uh, 11 IPLs, and we got uh, Chennai Super King has a four more titles. So this technically, these two teams were on the leading chart for almost all past IPL. And unfortunately, this is the completely a different IPL compared to all previous ones for two reasons. Uh, number one is definitely they added the two more teams. So some of the teams are split. And if you look at it in that sense, actually Mumbai Indian lost about four or five good players to the other franchise. So it means they are half of the team on the weak side to find the new people and blend in. Very similar to Chennai Super Kings. They lost few players, and then they have the new leader. Luckily, Mumbai Indians don't have that leadership change. Looking at the statistics and the numbers, which normally don't lie, I will say, the middle order and the few key players in the past who used to turn around the game for, let's say, Mumbai Indians or Chennai Super Kings. It is not working. I believe Mumbai Indians' disappointment at the moment is uh, definitely Pollard, I will say. And then the three newcomers who are in that middle order. And the top of that, the most important part on this season is Rohit Sarma. He looks like average batsman for this season. He has not clicked. He is not providing the start they need. That's another reason. And then the bigger uh, problem is his uh, Ishan Kishan, the young wicketkeeper who used to do well in the past, but unfortunately not. And what is happening here, I watched a couple of last few games, and all I can say, Mumbai is not getting the start of their need in that initial overs. They're supposed to take care of that business without losing any wicket, and must come out with at least 40, 50. That is supposed to be for the opening stand in T20. is not happening. Then we got a problem, too, is down the order after they lose, let's say, four or five wickets, they needed somebody to click the inning and take the control to make sure the Mumbai Indian wins. We call it the game finisher. That part is now lacking because, like, to me, when I was looking at the numbers, I will say there are about four incidents where one of the middle-order batsmen, either the Yadav or the Pollard, could have stayed at the crease till end and save the game, but did not work that way. In other side, they did lost the wicket when the team was badly needed, and that is suffering. On the 
third front is the balling side. It looks like weaker squad they have at the moment. They are not getting the effective balling to contain uh, opponents and limit them from freely scoring. And if you look at the numbers, let's say last five overs, which is 16 to 20, they are giving away so many runs compared to previous seasons. Chennai Super Seeds has a similar story, but then the biggest puzzle is their betting lineup. They are changing. They are trying to make some impact. We see some of the lower order batsmen are coming up front. Like, for example, one of the games, Jadeja came out before the Dhoni. It was Dhoni's 200 game, and it's supposed to be the big game. And in the game, Jadeja came out, and he barely lasted for one ball. Now, the situation on the Mumbai Chennai Super Kings is they are, looks like, psychologically down. They have the all potential players who can turn around the game. But unfortunately, during the game, when the things doesn't go according to your plan, that is where you got more pressure. We call the psychological part of the game, and it can diminish, and that is what the downfall is. Now, if you look at this Chennai Super King and Mumbai Indians, both this year, it's, I believe, combined together out of 12, they lost 11 games. It's hard to believe. But out of 11 games, I would say seven or eight, they could have won it. Close. If you look at the last margin, it looks like very close to two digits. I would say 15 and under runs, the losing margin. And at the same time, when you look at those 12 to 15 runs at the end of the T20 game, you have to scratch your head both ways. Number one, you could have saved or avoided few sixes or boundaries to take care of the business. And at the same time, batting could have done better to have a few more big shots and your team can be on the different side, which is not happening. And because of that, it looks like to me at the moment, one of these two new franchise, either this Lucknow or Ahmedabad, the Gujarat Titans, looks like one of them is making a huge noise and impression to go playoff in a very first year compared to those all eight teams who has been playing for a long time, I will say, because they pick up some Question. of the good, talented players. Question. But Do you think Sharma would be dropped or be demoted? Who? And uh, the, the, the captain for Mumbai, Sharma. It is the not the leadership issue. I will not do it. It is not the captainship. Because during this off-season, before this season, we have to understand Mumbai Indians, I believe, is the one team who lost the real good uh, winning players, I call it. They had like five or six players who can turn around the game at any time. And uh, they suffered those players 
as being lost to the other franchise, like the both Pandya brothers. Then you got the Decock combination. It's not about leadership, but the, when they made these changes, they are not quickly able to get together as a team, and that is the issue. Number two, when you lose those two key ballers, the Pandya was three Pandya, means two Pandya and this Chahar, used to be their uh, main uh, wicket takers when they badly need or something, right? And this year, they don't have any strike baller, I call it, who can come out and uh, make a change in the game by taking one or two quick wickets. And that is what is giving them a little bit difficult time. Char went to, I believe, Rajasthan Royals. Hardik Pandya went to Gujarat Titans. Trunal Pandya went to Lucknow. So now if you look at these three, then you got Decock. So now the original chemistry they had, the winning team, we call it, it's been broken. And now this captain and the coaching has to go through, I will say, very extensive works to bring this team together. And it's not happening. And then top of that, whatever they're expecting, like certain ballers will trigger at certain point on a certain change, it's not happening. So it's not about leadership. They're trying their best. But when you are losing with low margin, uh, it uh, increases more pressure. And now I will say with this situation at the moment, if they don't win from here on each and every game, then they are out of playoff. Both teams, CSK and Mumbai Indians, they cannot afford a single loss now here if they want to make playoff. Amen. That is 70 matches total, and each team should play seven matches, same games? No, 14 altogether. Okay. So when you lose, now eight more games left. Eight more games left means you got to start winning each and every game. And the two new teams are are one and two right now. The two new teams are one and two. Right. Simon. And a very good evening to you, Mr. President. And I also say good evening to our panelists, uh, Dennis. Cardinal, Audley, Virgil, Mr. Patel, I just heard him, Jetner, Ivor Henry, Mr. McKenzie, I hope he's better and joined us. And I hope everyone had a wonderful week last week. We're hoping for a better week this week. And I want to say a happy, happy Easter to everyone, and everyone be safe. I, I have a question. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dennis. I have a question. Uh, Coach, you said they're playing... 14 games in this first round, is that, um, did I hear correctly? Yes, 14 rounds 14 as normal, just like last year. What? The all what, teams going to have maximum 14 games before the top four position decided, and then what? they will go that double elimination type playoff for the top four teams. I still have a follow-up on this one. So after this six game over, after this six game over, I will say Mumbai Indians at the bottom, and he got the ah. Gujarat Titans at top. There's a difference of Mumbai Indians lose six games, where okay. the Gujarat Titans has only lost one. So in other way, in the remaining eight games, let's just talk about these two teams. What happens okay. if they want to sweep the spot? Means Mumbai Indians has to win seven games. And the Gujarat has to lose six games. 
Now, that is impossible. We know that because at the half of the season now almost, the Gujarat is doing too good. So it's very unfortunate that the Chennai Super King and Mumbai Indian, I will say, for all eight remaining games, either they win it or most likely they are out of playoff. Now, you, you indicated that in your, one of your comments was that the teams are broken, those two teams, I presume, you're talking about Mumbai Indian and Chennai. But after the franchise spent so much money to bring players in, regardless of having lost one or two, they've spent a lot of money to bring in new faces. Surely the team isn't broken, but the, the, the players are just not worth the money expended on them. Isn't that the case? Well, the thing is, especially for these two teams, let's say go back, Mumbai Indians and Chennai Super Kings, they were doing too good until they added these two teams for a reason. The biggest reason is they keep the formula intact. means they keep their players, the combination of the players they had, they wanted to keep it as it is and make the bare minimum change as needed. But the because of these two teams' addition and the limitation of number of players you can retain, and there is a point we lost these players. And some of the good players who were well fit in that old team chemistry who can turn around the game, like say Mumbai Indians, they had a five players. They all have contributed in uh, many wins, I would say. They just came out at the critical time and take a wicket or two. Hardik Pandya used to come out with the Kia Pollard and uh, they turn around the game with the quick fire runs, that sort of thing. Those players does not exist. And now, because of that, the both teams are forced to recruit or get the new players. It's not about giving them the prize. It's not about the value of the players. It's all about how much they contribute when the team badly needs at any moment during the game. And that is what is not happening. I will not say that the new players are bad. They are the high-priced player too. But the things are not working well the way it was for last many years. And that is the reason these two teams are in a setback. Like both teams, if you look at it, they are losing the game in a very last over with some small margin. Yep. Anyone else wants to chime in? I don't know. If I, I have a, Go ahead. I have another question for Coach. Much has been said about Ashwin retiring out. Can you expand on that for me? Because I haven't seen enough information to tell me why it was that he felt it necessary to retire and, you know, was it because he'd scored a lot of runs or was it because he couldn't score runs given this situation? So explain Ashwin. to us why this retired out with Ashwin. Oh, retired out. Well, there is a two side. There is a two side when the people talk about this uh, retirement, okay? The one side is always the media and the fan side. They are the outsiders who are looking against the player. And when the player is down, 
player is not performing at the expected level, they immediately look into the age and say, you know what, his time is up. You need to give up. No, I don't, think, I don't think that's what he's talking about, Dono. It's in a match, he was retired out. Oh, yes, uh, that's what I'm talking he about. He was retired out. Oh, you're talking in the middle of the inning. Well, I yes, don't buy, but uh, this, uh, I will say... Uh, now, honestly, I will say, in my opinion, that's not the good gesture for the game. When we talk about the spirit of the game and sportsmanship, but I will illegal? not prefer that route. I will illegal? not prefer to retire out. But they did it within the law, let's say. So it's okay. I mean, uh, what they did is they wanted to give the remaining batsmen to someone come out and increase the score. Now, that is the open card in this 20. So we cannot say, and I, I will just do the same thing. Let's say somebody has a hard time, and if he's killing me, let's say, three hours, 18 dart balls. I better say, you know what? I don't want another six dart balls. Why don't you just get retired and give the another batsman to have a try? He may have a different day today. Yeah. So he, um, he didn't retire? Oddly, Yeah, uh, I've heard of that happening before, but not in that fashion. I've spoken to um, people who have played in, in, in matches, and uh, they're having a problem getting off the square. So they, 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 they fake an injury, you know, some cramp or, or, or something like that, and, and, and get out. Not really just walk up and say, look, I want to retire, retire her, or, or, you know, whatever. But there, there would something, something would have some communication would have taken place between himself and his skipper in, in the pavilion or something, and say, look, look, we need someone to come now. You're not getting the ball off of the square, so we need to, we need to get somebody else in there, and and they would fake some injury, being cramped or something, that they would get off and then let the let the, the other batsman, who they think would would get along the game better, come into the bat. So. Uh, that's the way I, that's the, uh, the way I know it has been done before. And yes, and and and, and the thing about it, I understand that that um, Hetmeyer didn't know anything about it. You're about <laughs> and he didn't know anything about it. I, I, I mean, it's like a surprise if you look at it. If you look at this incident, I will say from coaching team as well as the two batsmen at the crease. Uh, the way I look at it, I will say this is a communication issue with the team plan or the game plan. Right. In any situation, it needs to be clearly communicated. What is our plan? Mm-hmm. What we will do? What is our backup plan? And that was somewhere, looks like there is a broken link and this incident happened. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it will not happen. If you are two batsmen at the crease, this situation of retiring a player will not come up unless the player is being partially injured or unable to complete his inning. That's a different story. Yes. But the batsman is able to bat and asking for the retirement, I will say that's supposed to be the second choice. If anyone out goes, there's going to be team plan, hey, we need this score a run, let's say, per ball or need a few boundaries. And, hey, if I'm coach, I will say, you know what? If you don't bring me 12 runs in one over, you know, next one, just open up, start hitting. 
If you can't, if you get out, that's fine. You know? Sounds like it was a tactical move there. And I, from what I'm reading, um, Coach, it was tactical move that was previously discussed. You know, in, in a situation like that, what would they do and how would they do it? So how many runs had he actually scored when he retired himself out? Does anybody know? And I, uh, he was he had a few, but um, perhaps not scoring in enough. I don't think he okay. was scoring the boundaries, scoring singles. But it wasn't illegal. But it, you know, a lot of people look at it in a different angle because the batsman. But if you look at, at that inning, if mm. you look at that inning, Ravi Chandrana swims will not be in that order position. Right, he came in one down. I, I why you want to send somebody who is not down. good at? Yeah. So why you mm. want to send somebody? He is only good at six to nine spots and bringing yeah. at number three. What, what are you trying to accomplish here? I don't get it. <laughs> yes, I, I, I agree. Uh, trying to accomplish okay, on the right. Okay, in the past, here, here's the my situation. In the past, we have seen it in last twenty years. Many ODIs. When the early wickets falls, right, then was sending a hard hitter or somebody a good all-rounder. But their job is to what? To build the beginning. They just want to go out there and start hitting the big shots. That's the only reason they put things. them to disturb the fielding and balling. There is no point to ask for a number six to ten batsman and go out and build inning. That's a batsman's business. Yes, it is. So if you're sending him as a number three, then I'm seriously concerned that the team need to know what is the role of number three batsman. That's number one. And number two, if you're sending this all-rounder to at number three, you should have the backup plan to oversight that role. There's got to be something we are trying to achieve here. That's why he's promoted. Mm-hmm. So I'm clueless. When you send him at number three and retired, I'm clueless, period. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I've seen where Ashwin, you know, coming in the lower order, hit a couple sixes and stuff like that and get the thing going. So maybe that's what they're looking at and say, look, he has the ability no, he to has... do that. So so we're hoping that he'll go in and, that, that he'll go in and, and do things like that. But that didn't happen. I can say, sorry to disturb you on that, but I don't see that tactical matter in this game. The only tactical point I can see based on that situation, you are a left-hand baller coming left-hand over the wicket. And Ashwin has been prone to have good cover drives and offside strokes because of his height. I understand that. But if that is the tactical advantage you're trying to take, in that particular moment during the inning, then I will say, Ashwin supposed not to be on the crease and try to figure out where to hit. You can do inside out. You can step back. Keep hitting at the offside. If that is the only tactic, you've been put there. You know. So the role he supposed to do is looks like miscommunication to me. Miscommunication. Yeah, you're right. Okay, you're right so with that's the concern. You're right mm-hmm. with that's the concern. But um, with the, the with, I'm looking at the one of the openers, you know, getting out early, so with the fielders in, 
the figure more or less that he'll have a, a better time, you know, hitting out. You know, I, I, I heard you explain it. I understand that too. But you know, I'm just thinking in trying to get into the heads, into the heads of the the ones that are really in charge. Guys, let let's pause for 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 Simon. Simon, you ready for I'm your with you. I'm question. listening to you, experts on the game, learning I'm from you. I'm ready for your hard question. I'm ready for learning your hard from question. You question for the night is, everybody ready? I I didn't mm-hmm. hear from um, Virgil. Is he in? Yeah, he's in, but he's occupied. Okay, because I didn't hear from him. Okay, um, we had a a, a test player called Yunus Khan, and um, my question is two-part. I want you to tell me what country he played for, and the next I want you to tell me the total of test runs, test now, runs he made in his career. I'm going to repeat it. A player called Yunus Khan, First part of the question, what country it played for? And the second part of the country question is, how many runs, test runs he scored in his entire cricket uh, test career? Is that clear, Mr. President? Yes. Pakistan. I can go first. I can go first. I don't need single sense, uh, second to think about it. He's from Pakistan. Last year he was inducted in Cricket Hall of Fame. Numbers are familiar. He is just one short of 10,100. Means he scored 10,099 runs. Okay, and let's go through the panel. Hear what the panelists have to say. I, I, I would, I would, I know that he's from Pakistan, but I didn't know the, the total number of runs he scored. So I'm just gonna say. Oh uh, well, give me, give me a score, Mr. President. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say the same like Jatin. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna pick it, I'm gonna hold on to his coattail as well. I know he's from Pakistan. We know he's one of the cricketers that have scored a uh, triple century in Test match. And um, yeah, as for the total, uh, I'm with Jason. Just hang okay. on to his coattail. Just hang on to his coattail. <laughs> How about you, Dennis? <laughs> Uh, yes, he's from Pakistan too, and I agree. He scored about ten, just over ten thousand runs, maybe ten thousand and one and, and forty or ten thousand and fifty. I don't think he quite made ten thousand one hundred. Okay, thank you so much, Dennis. Okay, Virgil, you say not with us. What about Mr. McKenzie? No, no. no not with us okay. either. And the ladies are they with us tonight? No, not yet. Okay. Uh, do, should I reveal my question, Ms. Answer, yes, Mr. President? Answer, yes. yes, indeed. Okay. Well, I have my book said that Yunis Khan, he didn't say where he's from, but he played for Pakistan. And um, he scored total runs in his test career. Test career. He scored 10,099 runs in his test career. So Mr. go to Plus, the top of the, the class. Of the Everybody had it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, I hung on to his tail, to his coat tail. Right. No, well, that's why we learn from each other. Well, I didn't, I didn't know this until I read the book my son sent me from ICC from London. So everybody learns from each other. Okay, Mr. Simon, a very, very easy one. Um, earlier in the program, I, in the inside edge, I named five players who were the fastest to score ten to score 8,000 in test cricket. Okay. Um, one, at least one 
you're still one of the players are still active yes um could could you name could you name um any of any of the five players we have australian we have uh, Sri Lanka, and I'm giving you a whole lot of uh, <laughs> clues. Yeah. Uh, West you said India. That's scored over 8,000 runs, right? The, the over 8,000. The fastest to reach 8,000. That means that they, 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 they all score over 8,000. I get you. The fastest get you. to reach 8,000. Okay. Well, at the top of my head right now, I have to go with Tendurka. I have to go with Lara. That's two. I have to go with um, um, the, um, the Jamaican um, uh, hitter. Uh, I'm, I'm going to okay, well, All right, let, I can't let me call give his name right away. Let me give you another Simon, clue. Simon, I can let give you a clue. Simon, Simon, let me Simon give you I can clue. give you a clue. Out of five, top five, yeah. this person who reads the 8,000 as the fastest, he's still playing cricket where other fours are retired. Oh, Okay. Okay. About well, I, I was thinking of um, Gail. I was thinking of Gail. Gail? No. So that's three no. I got. No. Okay. And uh, you say one is still playing test cricket. Just one. Top Just one. one who breaks the record is still playing test cricket. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So let me think. We have one. We we have one. Let me give you again. We have one from Australia, one from yes. Sri Lanka. One from India, no, two from India, and one from the West Indies. Okay. All right. All right. And you said it. You said he won scored eight thousand. Is still playing? Still playing. Still active. Yes, yeah, still playing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let me think. Play now. Of the Australian. Let me see who is who I can get from Australia. With that, um, no, 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 no. Okay, let me think carefully of Australia now. Still playing for Australia, sir? Still, yeah, he just still played playing. the last game in March in Pakistan. <laughs> okay. Um, still playing for Pakistan? No. Uh, he Pakistan, for still playing for Australia. I mean, he was in Australia. Pakistan playing in a barge. <laughs> okay, no. Okay. Still playing for Australia. He's still a cute player. Not I know. I have to go two more. Okay. I'll think. Let me give me a, give me a, give me a second to think it over. Uh, I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to look at the computer. I'm going to think hard. <laughs> but, I'm not going to cheat. So I'm not thinking about that. Okay. He's a former captain. He's, he's a former captain. Can we give him a choice? Of Australia? Give him yeah, a multiple yeah. choice. Multiple choice. See if you can help him. Multiple choice. Yeah, we can give him Red Cummins, Red Cummins, Barry Warner, and Smith. No, no, I can't get a clue from that. No, you have four. Pick one from those four. You got four. four. I said Cummins, Red, Warner, and Smith. I gave you four. Yeah. (laughs) So pick one. Okay. If you if he is going, you should take out those two ballers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that toss up your Warner and Smith. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I want to I want to get it I want to think about it and learn. Thinking about yeah, it. Go, I'm going to Simon, Simon, I'm going one. to all the Australian players now that I know. Okay. Choice of four. Choice of four. Pick out one from the choice from the four. 
Okay, okay. Give me the, give me those four again. Pat Cummins. Okay. Matthew Wade. Okay. Barnard, okay. Matthew Smith. Okay, I'll have to go with the easy name. I have to go with Smith. All right. All right. All right. All right. Former captain, yes. I don't want to complicate it. I go with the easy name. As far as the knowledge, we got two Indians are the Ravil Dravid and Tendulkar. Tendulkar, Tendulkar. was the boss. An Indian yes. comes. Yeah. Only West Indian with the 8,000 PS speaker. I, I believe it's the Gary Saubers. I don't think anyone else can Silver. do that. The and uh, Sri Lanka yeah. is a straightforward choice. it got to be Singakara because he's the yeah. one scoring machine and is faster right. than they were than I will say. Yeah, I think Tenduka has, I think, 15,000 runs, I think. Yeah, but we're talking about fast. To a, to a, how to a who, who is that 8,000 first? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Audley. Thank you, thank you. You see, you got me thinking there, you know. You, you, you yeah. put me way back there in school. I have to start mm-hmm. thinking, you know. I don't want to cheat. I don't want to look it up in a book or look on a computer. I want to learn from you men who know the game so well. And ladies, too. I'm not leaving ladies out. They also follow the game, and they know the game very well. I thank you, Mr. Audley, for that question. No problem. Yeah, one, one, one of the essentials. I'm going to give you some essentials. Or essential practicing for winning stroke coming from the Michael Chambers' The Winning Stroke book. Okay. And the first essential is a good night sleep before a month. Yes, that, that's important. Conscious deep breathing. Right. To burn away disempowerment thoughts. I thank you. Develop a healthy eating habit. Poor eating that habits is important. In low performances. Positive health talk, words, thoughts, and feelings that build mind power and produce desired I, results. Very Comment. good. Unconditional self-acceptance. Transform difficult emotions into source of strength. Very nice. Strategize a vision. Depend on your creative instincts. Yeah. And integrity. Take responsibility for your words, your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. And these are by Desmond Green. Um, in the winning stroke by Mr. Walter, Michael Chambers. I thank you so much, Mr. President. Thank you. Okay, now, gentlemen, we're going to touch something that is of importance to us because um, the paramares, that's how they're called, Jatin? Over in Atlanta, the they are looking to erect or to build five cricket pitches over in Atlanta. It's already started. It's under construction right now. It was started under the winter. They are close to finishing uh, the leveling of the ground. And uh, probably within a month now, the final work for the turf surface will be in progress. So sometime early summer or by mid-summer, these all four rounds will be ready. That is what the media release was released. It's been hard working on it. 
And, uh, so that's I good news for you, Mr. Patel. You can go over there yes. and do some coaching. Good news for yeah. you. Oh, I Keep. already did uh, coaching last year for a year. Keep whole you in season. business. And then uh, this year I'm still uh, being a part of this team for the last five, six years as a consultant and advisor. Very and good. now it's a time to build together a good facility. And uh, owner family is, uh, I will say, highly interested and willing to put money to make sure the game goes well and it can help our future generations to have the top-notch grounds in the area so they can enjoy the world-class cricket, not just recreational cricket. And that is the goal they have. And it's a very, very nice. Pass- I'd like to see that also. 40 acre, yes, 40-acre land they have. As actually, they have five or six cricket fields, but they are planning to build four good ones. But mm-hmm. the one of them will be the really interesting to see because it's going to bring all latest technology, like the stump vision, stump microphones. We're yeah. going to have the Bluetooth wireless communication from the square leg and center empire. Yeah. So it can eliminate those walkie-talkies kind of thing, right? And the ground will also have the built-in uh, I believe 24 or 32 cameras from the different angles. It will be wiring equipped, means that you don't have to run the course or the people don't have to work hard to set it up. And the main cameras will be positioned, uh, I believe, permanently under the side screen. So any, any given game day, there's a video crew or the people who are trying to live streaming or something they yeah. can this thing good to go as soon as they turn on the switch. No need to work around for setup things or work on it. It will be also a rain and weather proof. Means that you don't have to run down for a shelter or put the plastic covers or something like that, you know. So there's have a you been to see it, Mr. Patel? Have you been yes, to see it? Yeah, and uh, the process uh, of being I will say when it's ready I will say when it's ready, most likely this will be the place uh, people want to visit. How about that? Okay. <laughs> and then top well, of that, obviously. I believe, mm-hmm. owner yeah. is expecting to launch uh, the grand opening with maybe a exhibition game with a lot of celebrity stars. Don't forget, Chris Gale played for the Parangis two years back in U.S. Open when they were champions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, if you look at the record, the Chris Gale has not played any single competitive tournament or the game in U.S. except that incident. So you can tell the strength of uh, owner's connection. Yeah. And uh, they had like uh, Johnson Charles played last year. They had like another dozen players from West Indies played for the Parangis. So it will be the good thing to see that thing is developing. The biggest thing, what I look at it is Atlanta is making noise, let's say. Until now, Atlanta do not had any professional grounds. And last year, they announced two of those. And now this one of them is taking extra step and getting ready for the international showdown. You know, it's a long way to say the stadium facilities and those kind can be built. But at the moment, the biggest thing we want in U.S. at the grassroots and all levels is a typically good grounds and good pitches to begin with. 
Obviously, obviously, Jaitin, these going to be ICC approved. At least one of them. Well, the, uh, here is the thing is, uh, it's a little bit uh, uh, confusing when ICC approved. ICC doesn't approve each and every ground in the world, let's say this way. But the number one priority is when you build this ground to the ICC requirement or ICC's regulation or ICC standard, let's say, right? Then you have a very good chance to qualify for it. You don't need to be each and every wicket out there laid down in U.S. need to be the international class because there is a money involved. So what we doing in Atlanta, out of those four grounds, the wickets all will be good, but there will be some extra expense, extra technology, and extra effort, and extra budget will be spent on one, the primary ground, to make sure that it's good to go for international deal like that. Very good. And, Very good. And, and I, obviously, and obviously they'll be ready for the World Cup 24, right? Well, I cannot say at the moment because they just have announced the World Cup and then uh, looks like the first indication came out from the USA cricket is like uh, we need to have five or seven good locations, right? And at the moment, uh, at the current landscape, I call it, the only existing ground is ready to go is down south in Miami area. We all know that, right? No, so now looking no, at the, not a year, there are not some a in there are some in in Texas. No, <laughs> no, 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 not ready yet, not ready yet. Not so ready I'm coming yet. to the point. Coming to the point, there is only one stadium at the moment in U.S. has been listed as an ICC approved. Beyond that, there's a plenty of international games have been played, including CPL, means that is the stadium is good to go, let's say, right? But the other five cities has to develop, I will say very quickly, in time to make sure, let's say by the next year, end of the next year, you should have something to propose, hey, we have this ground ready, this is what we have done, this is the standard we have, and this city we are belong to, can we have the games here? Mm-hmm. And once you got, then you can bump it up the extra budget to put together a stadium situation or some sitting situation. And uh, lately, if you have seen this woman's game in New Zealand, we all have seen, right? Look at the New Zealand mm-hmm. grounds, what they have. It's not a 360 stadium with the building structure. They got the plenty of open space where the fans can sit down in a grass, right? So what we're looking at is basically three things. The top priority is the pitch itself. Number two is the outfield and the ground amenities, which need to be the technically good enough with the latest technology in terms of visual, audio, and other effects. Third one is the most important is what other amenities we can provide. Let's say the ICC say you are allowed to take one game. Then we need a lot of extra stuff to accommodate players, to have their dressing room, their facilities they need for the rest and practice. And then security is always the biggest concern when you take that kind of game. So there's a lots of thing out there, but at the moment, 
we need to stay focused on the first thing. Can we build the facilities which can be good to go? Mm-hmm. Anybody, uh, anybody Mr. Else? Francis, sorry, sorry to cut you in here, but remember, I told you I was going to leave like 8 o'clock. Okay, yes, yes. So um, I, I'll, be, yes. I'll be listening, but I, I, I won't be, you yes, know, okay. Thanks for you. able to respond. All right? Yes, thank you. Have a nice God bless you. See you next okay. week. God, God bless you all, too. Bless you, too. Okay, as you were saying, Dennis, anything on from yes. Jayton? Yes, yes. I, I, before, before I get to that, I wanted to let the rest of the uh, panelists know that I spoke with Mackenzie today. And, of mm-hmm. course, being Easter, he's on his way to church at this time. However, yes. he wanted us to know that he is doing very well and uh, look forward to, um, you know, getting back with us on the show at some point soon. But he is doing very well. And, uh, but for church, he probably would have been in with us today. So that's I thank you but so now, much. Whenever you talk to him again, tell him we all say hello, and we hope he'll be well soon, and we miss him on the show. Will do. Now, Coach, thank you so much for that information and the fact that your consultant on this project tells me that we have very little to worry about. We know it'll be first rate. Mm-hmm. The families for their wise and forward thinking and uh, we look forward to the benefit of these grounds once they're opened up. But I want to um, digress to another matter here involving grounds, and this is the the Major League Cricket announcement that uh, you might be aware of, and that is a partnership with the Northern California Cricket Association with this new 50-over league match series. Um, involving four clubs. Perhaps you can tell us a little about it if you are aware of it and what's going on there. But the most important part is that they're discovering synthetic grass filled with natural soil as the basis of what can you tell us about those two items, you know, the the 50-over series and this synthetic grass filled with natural soil. Uh, the two, let me catch up on the pitch side first, where my expertise are there. The most of the recreational grounds we have in the U.S., let's say, uh, majority of them has a concrete base. It means they dig some hole, six, eight, ten inches, something like that, and then pour the concrete and put the carpets on it. If mm-hmm. you look at the preparation time, uh, the construction material and cost, the settle down time and putting the carpet. So if you look at the entire process, mm-hmm. there is a battle and the least expensive economical way to go is the natural soil with the synthetic turf on it. Because it uses that same soil you have underneath. So instead of concrete, you can use that soil, roll it up, make it harder and put the carpet Right, means the synthetic. But the another way is, let's say if you are planning for a future to build the turf wicket, and at the moment you don't have that healthy pocket to go for the project, then I will say you can do the concrete work, the foundation part. Means you put those gravels, dig the hole, fill it up, just like you are building turf wicket. And the turf wicket's most expensive part is the top six inches, four to six inches, where you have to bring the clay 
and then you have to roll it and do hard work to grow that uh, Bermuda grass or rye grass, either one. Mm -hmm. And then you have to maintain it. So instead of that top soil part, means the clay part, the synthetic turf, the carpet thing, it makes more sense. So the people can enjoy a little bit close to the turf. It's it's always a different surface when you play on this. But for the leagues, until now, they used to play on ordinary grounds, the recreational grounds, mostly, as I said, with the concrete base. It makes more sense to have at least better facility and move on. And down the road, if you are doing it with the good foundation, with the gravels and those, it can be ready for the future turf wicket. And if you have synthetic turf on it, the natural turf is possible quickly in a matter of, let's say, within a few weeks. To this over, I'm not sure, but uh, at least this is a good initiative because at the moment, uh, uh, I will say, in my opinion, there is no other format going to fly in USA besides T20 or T10. I will not be surprised on that one. But at the same time, or currently, USA is in Division 2 in a world cricket to play the 50-over ODI. means we need to have the team to play 50 overs. And uh, because of that, uh, this is the good initiative in the Bay Area. Like this is the first four teams going to play 50 over games. One way it is a very good initiative to begin with, it's starting in the one area, maybe Los Angeles next, maybe New Jersey, Texas, and Florida, and Georgia, or North Carolina places can start those sort of leagues. But honestly speaking, I will say it will not bring too many fans to the 50-year game, not in the U.S. And the number two, it can benefit more to limit this 50-over at regional and national level than the local level. Because the local level is all about having fun and enjoying the weekend. Players. Playing in the weekend-to-weekend situation, they are not well-prepared in terms of fitness. In other words, they don't do nothing from Monday to Friday. They just bring the kids, come out on Saturday and Sunday, and they just want to play. So if that style of cricket is still ongoing, then it will not benefit too much. It can only benefit, if you look at the positive side, this initiative can be great if it is help those national players to playing more 50-year games year-round so they can be well-prepared for the international challenges. But in that sense, if you look at our the combination, I call it, the geographically, it doesn't make sense because you got few players coming from New York and New Jersey. You got free coming from the Bay Area. You have free players from the te- Let's say Texas, you have a few players coming from some other places. So this uh, nature of this distance of travel in world, it is not possible to bring all national players to play together more often, let's say, because of the cost in world, the travel, right? So it's a one way is a good, another way we need to think uh, seriously about it. 
but the major league is like uh, looks like this partnership is a very good initiative to begin with that format but again i will not be surprised if it will be limited to mostly the foreigners because the t20 can bring a lot of other uh, varieties in picture right because the short version of the game so we have to see on the top of that i believe that dennis is in uh, south uh, california but uh, these are uh, san francisco bay area especially i have to see how the weather going to work out because uh, i was there very recently to coach in the cupertino and what i seen over there is like uh, hard to believe 10 30 11 i will say game may not be good to go and if you starting at 11 and if you playing for 50 over then you have to stretch yourself towards the 5:30 or 6 frame and i'm not sure how the weather going to hold up at the beginning of the game at that towards the end of the game so it it, it will be a little bit uh, tricky but let's see how it goes first i think uh, the people who are in local area and uh, used to play at different places and different grounds they are sort of ready to go with the weather and uh, i still believe if they can start at 9 9:30 something like that uh, then there is a strong chance that the whole game can be played in a day and the good thing is for us i would say if you play in that uh, early morning session i would say 9 and 11 it's a very critical because that is what the weather you're going to look like you playing in uh, european countries or some uh, other part of the world where you can feel little bit colder at the beginning of the game you might have a little bit uh, heavy environment like a cloudy or sometimes little bit soggy sometimes you feel like a little bit wetness and uh, the, those sort of things can help you so it's a uh, longer game means you're going to have the two or three different style of environment during the day mid afternoon will be completely different i would say when the sun is there 100% right so it's uh, like uh, there's a few changes i can see because of the geographical location of this league but it's definitely it's a good idea and now we have to see how many potential or talented players getting into the 50 over game and uh, build up their fitness for the national team yes thank you there dennis i, I wanted to add i wanted to add you have that, another question uh, on that dennis i have another question on uh, that yeah. topic okay go ahead because yes, we want to change that, on that topic i, yeah, I wanted ahead. to say to coach yes that um northern california is somewhere in the region of maybe 500 miles from southern california where cricket is 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 played so i have a feeling that the 50 overs game would go very well down here in southern california because you can start at 10 or 11 and you still have this good decent weather and light right through till 6 or or 7 in the evening. So, yes, I I like the idea, but it's very very interesting and I I hope that uh, perhaps it can take off maybe uh, on a state by state basis. This could be an interesting addition to the cricketing experience in the United States. Back to you, Leon. Yeah, uh, uh, gentlemen, the ICC has in- increased the number of women 
teams that are going to be involved in the ODI matches. Uh, secondly, they have changed the rules in terms of um, a, bat, a batsman or, or batter, as they call him now, hits the ball in the air. He's being caught. He crossed. He, he crossed the other batsman on his way. Now that batsman will not go to the opposite um, end. Am I correct in saying that? I'm not going to the other end, but he yes. has to retain the position that he was, the the, the, the part of the, the the pitch he was batting at. What Can you mean is the striker? The striker has to receive the, the next ball. Yeah, the old rule used to say if the batsman crosses, even the run is not completed. The batsman used to come at the end where the batsman just got out. So, for example, striker who hit the ball in a deep, right? He's running, going towards the non-striker. And in the old rule, if the batsman crosses on the pitch, if the umpire see that that is clear, means the next incoming batsman gonna be at the non-striker end. That is the old rule. Yes. With the new rule, whether they cross or not, the next batsman is coming and he'll be at the striker end in that situation. Unless, unless they have scored a first a run. run. Mm-hmm. And going for the second, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that that's the situation there because if you let's say uh, this is going to come, believe it or not, sooner or later there will be a situation that ball is uh, being hit really high, and the batsmen are running too quick, let's say. So before the catch has been held, they might be going for the second run while the catch is uh, taken. And in that situation, they have to consider the first run completed, which was done mm-hmm. before the ball got into the hands of the player. Right? So that's a, it's a good uh, idea to go for it because this will eliminate the confusion of uh, deciding the factor, did the batsman cross or not? Because uh, in T20, it's getting really complicated. If you look at the distance-wise, you have one empire at the striker end, another at the square leg, which is the non-striking end, right? Mm -hmm. So for either empire, they don't have the clear view about the batsman crosses or not. Now, there are some incidents in the past where it came out to this conflict where the batsman, let's say, within a couple of inches or less than a fit at the moment catch was held. So that creates the confusion. Who is to be involved to face the next ball? Whether non-striker is going striker in, or the next batsman coming in is going to the striker end. So now it's mm-hmm. a very clear. If it is a catch, it's just like the baseball. You know, if this baseball has a similar thing. If the ball hits and the catch is done, right, then the run doesn't count. It go back to the wherever the bases you were. Yeah. yeah. Now, what's up? What's up but, with this rule in terms of the Afghanistan women being promoted? 
and we were hearing that the governments there were involved with restricting the, the ladies from playing cricket? Well, because of the government change in Afghanistan, it will be very difficult with that, uh, they call it the religious based government who don't believe in too much with the woman activity. And uh, I'm not much sure about uh, how that country works or what the culture or the social system is. But the way we read, and I can add to that, the way it's happening with the soccer team and the other teams, I believe it will be very difficult to keep the women's sport coming out of Afghanistan now. That will be the tough challenge. And if they do, and then they need to have the strong support from the government first. That's how that country runs. And uh, I'm still, I will say, a little bit optimistic here that the ICC is asking this uh, uh, requirement to promote the women's sport. And uh, I believe if the Afghanistan care about the modern world and next generation, I think they need to have the women team, just like the Pakistan has, Bangladesh has. And then now we just noticed that the ICC is trying to uh, put together a new woman tournament and format where more than 40 countries going to come. And that, that's a beautiful thing to see that the women's sport is growing. And the ICC, I was after 178 years, they are strong a bit to support the women. And uh, I love to see the more women teams come into the international cricket. And Simon, any questions from Simon? No, I'm uh, listening to you, expert. Uh, no, I just want to know, is Jetna with us? Cause I no, have no, heard no, 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 Simon, no. Because I have no, heard her tonight. No, no, yes, uh, she's not with us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but Virgil, I was trying to see if Virgil is back with us because he had to do a job, he said, so I wanted to know if he has a question in mind. Okay, okay the next question I have. I'm on? Uh, yeah, hold a while. Yes, you're okay. on, Virgil. You're on, Virgil. Okay. You, any questions from you? No, um, no, I was trying to get on for a longest while because he hasn't stopped. He was, uh, Mr. Patel was saying something, I think maybe Chris Gale played the first time some competition in the United States or whatever, but I know Chris, about 20 years ago, Chris Gale and Jerome Taylor played in Florida in, 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 in some games down there. But also, and Mr. Patel, and this is very serious, every time you mention cricket in Florida, you said Miami. I'm telling you something. Miami did not give one red penny. Miami County did not give one red penny to build that stadium. It was all Broward County. It's in the city of Ladder Hill, but it's Broward County. I would have preferred to say Florida than to say Miami. Because Miami, I, I mean, I Miami is just like anywhere, but it does have not, not even yeah. one penny. So if you're promoting the cricket from Florida itself, call the area that. It's built in, which is Broward County, because those are the ones that donate all that money for Broward County. Because I live in Broward County, and I don't pay taxes for Miami County. I play for Broward County. So we have to do that. We can't put Miami into that. Miami does not call. When they're having their game, they don't say, Broward County, King is playing in Broward County, because they're, they're advertising Broward County, not Miami County. So I would appreciate if you stop 
say it's in Miami. Miami have nothing to do with that part of the area. All right. Let me tell you, Mr. Let me tell you, let me clarify a few things. Let me clarify a few things. Number yeah. one, when I said about Chris Gale, I did say the professional competitive tournament where the money is involved yes, or something yes, like that. Yes, there is. are exhibition games where Mr. Gale was involved in Connecticut. I still remember he played in uh, that area in southern Florida. And yeah, there yeah, was yeah, one yeah. more place in New York he took the bat. So I will not say the first time. What I say the first time is the competitive tournament where yes, he was involved for the entire tournament. That's only one time happened. Yeah. Number two on Miami issue, let me easy. I will say the most of yeah. the world, way the cricket has been recognized and known for, is typically by the nearest port. The port. No, 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 no. the nearest port is Fort Lauderdale. Listen to me first. Listen to me first. Listen to me first. I'm not trying to argue here, but listen to me first. In the argument, it's just a fact. Look at the history. The port was used to be the teams used to come. Before the airplanes invented, the cricket was there. We're looking at first international test match series was played in 1887. There was no flying planes in the air, period. 1844. So the team used to travel with the boats or the steamers, right? So the port of entry is known to be a cricket location, period. And then... In Florida those times, everything was playing in Pennsylvania. Right, right. So now coming to yes. the second point, when the airport started, now we are in a different situation. Airport are most likely, if you look at it, many stadiums out there, majority of them, they are not close to airport. Airports are way away from different town, different city, but anything within our, they use that airport as a stadium city. Like I can tell you, Hyderabad. Chennai, Delhi, even Gujarat, even Mumbai. If you really know the Mumbai, none of these stadium close to airport in that town. How about that? If I give you the name, just like you're telling me Bower County. But what, is Mumbai? You Mumbai? what is Mumbai? Mumbai is like a, no, I'm saying like a, not like a, Mumbai is like a county, right? No, no, no. Mumbai is a metro area. Right? And, yeah. Just like, and like, like now, inside Mumbai area. Yeah. So I, I can explain to you easily. Okay. When you say Miami Metro, means you can take a train from Miami downtown to go all the way West Palm Beach. How about that? Right? Yes. So in, in a geographic term, what they recognize as a West Palm Beach is like a Miami Metro. Let's say. That's how the British used to recognize the geographical area, right? But in between, you got like three counties before you read the West Palm Beach, actually, right? Two so the Mumbai Miami, Airport, and Broward. Yeah. So Mumbai Airport is not in Mumbai City itself, period. It's a town called Santa Cruz, which is about eight towns up north from the Bombay Central, which is the main city where the stadium is uh, on the west side of the downtown area. It's also the suburb. 
but they all call it Mumbai. That lot is here for the people. That's it. So, in other words, I can say even in today's world, if somebody has a map or Google, mm -hmm. if you say Miami, everyone knows where the Miami is, down south Florida on the map. And if you zoom it like a plus or minus on Google Map, I believe the Miami word comes first before you zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, and everything else pops up around the Miami. So that is the, how it goes. But okay. internationally, if it said Fort Lauderdale, every person around the world knows where Fort Lauderdale is. That's where <laughs> all the boats are. They have none. I mean, Fort Lauderdale is vegan in Miami when you come to that occasion. But we would I not say Fort Lauderdale, but Fort Lauderdale is all in our area. But what, the only thing I'm saying... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Palm Beach. Palm Beach itself would not say anything started, about Miami County or Broward County would not say nothing about Palm Beach County. Because when they have their stuff there in Palm Beach, they said it's Palm yeah. Beach County. So what you're doing is advertising that county. But when we keep on saying Miami, Miami, it's just like everybody think Miami is Florida. That's what they think. Okay. And just like I said, everybody think like, if I said everybody think England is a country, England is not a country, U UK is the country. You understand? And everybody think United States is Amer uh, America is New York. That's what they call it. But in reality, in real truth, it is not. That's the way you go. But just people have it like that. But when we advertising this, because Fort Lauderdale, we have our own international airport in Fort Lauderdale also. Right? Only Miami airport is bigger. Atlanta is the biggest one in the world, the most busiest airport in the in, I think, in the world. But yeah. Miami have their own, and Fort Lauderdale have their own. So we have an airport that is very close is about five, ten minutes away from where the stadium at. But nobody call it Fort Lauderdale because we wouldn't want to call it Fort Lauderdale because, I mean, it's in the county, of Broward County, but they have nothing to do with that because they never have, have funded yeah. that, that, that stadium. So we have to give it where it belongs. Say Florida, Broward County, if you want to put it where exactly it is, it's in Lauderdale, but it is Broward County. Don't put Miami with it because Miami has no, Miami did not even give us one penny. They didn't care nothing about cricket. You can't tell them nothing about cricket. You can tell them about baseball. They don't want to hear nothing about cricket. I think, yeah, I think our problem will be solved very soon because uh, keep the finger crossed. Keep the finger crossed. Uh, I hear from two different sources that they are going to name this stadium under somebody. Well, it, Just it, like you have in Antigua, probably, they call it the Sir View Richard Stadium, right? Yes. They don't say Gulid or some other town name where it belongs to. Now it's everyone. If you land in St. John's, Antigua, you tell yes. the taxi guy, I need to go Sir View Richard Stadium. He don't care which street is or which town is, right? So I believe this stadium need to have some big name and it will solve all of our problems. How about that? Well, no, the, the, the name of it is not a problem, you know. I don't care what the name is. It does a problem, but it's to say where it, it is. You know, because it's oh, just yeah, like I'm saying the cricket is in Tallahassee. We're playing cricket in Tallahassee. In Tallahassee is, is the capital, but it is not nowhere. Or Orlando. Because you said, okay, it's playing in Orlando. Have nothing to do with Orlando. You know, just like Miami, have nothing to do with there neither. All right. When, yeah, yeah, when um, Orlando built their stadium, we can't call it Broward County or whatever it is. It's in Florida, but it's in Orlando. That's the way we have to do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Two more. Two more yeah, topics before we close. Two more more <laughs> topics before. Um, the Ramiz Ramiz Raja, 
he has revealed plans for the under-19 version of Pakistan's Super League. The Super League that is played in Pakistan is an ICC type, no, IPL type of um, tournament. But now they intend to involve the under-19 squad. Is this going to be beneficial to the other nations of the world? Will India participate? Talk to mm-hmm. me and... Never you mean game? They have a separate. Are you mean the the, the under nineteen players is going to play with the the older guys? Are you mean a separate competition? No, a separate separate tournament. Oh, that'd be nice. I mean, it's a lot of cricket, but that'd be no, nice. No, my question now: Will India participate in such a tournament? I personally believe that. At the that. moment, no. <laughs> At the <laughs> moment, no. <laughs> no. What what say you, Virgil? Do you, no, I personally believe, and, and if India don't participate, India probably want to be the first to do it. But they need to know, if you're playing cricket, yeah, especially with younger kids, you have to let the younger kids in them go out and adventure different it places is. and play in those competitions. I mean, it, I, I just said, everything is just too much political business. you got to make these people go out and play if you're playing cricket in other people's competition because they have to play but against India, each other. But if they don't, yeah. other people will go in the competition. They don't have but to. India, India is due to politics. It's not a politics, let me tell you, upfront here. This mm-hmm. particular situation, they're trying to put a under-19 version completely separate from adult and other. But mm-hmm. on India side, is a completely different. They have given enough opportunities to under-19 directly to the IPL. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, once you are in IPL, the India does not allow their players to play anywhere else. And that will be the tricky part. This politics has nothing to do with it. And uh, with this addition of the two teams, and if you look at the last World Cup, four years back, under 19, which was won in, I think, New Zealand, and the recent one, the they won in uh, West Indies, if you compare the number of players from that squad who are playing in IPL, has automatically been increased because the two more teams added. They need the 34 more local players to be on the rosters. And because of that, when they need 34, they are not looking for the 34 old guys, believe it or not. Those 34 no players, if you look at the range out of their 34 sport, I believe 26 or 27 are under 25 players. That means they are giving the huge opportunities to the young people to come out and grow with playing with this top-notch international tournament. Now, what, what Pakistan is trying to do is, like, they may not allow their under-19 to play in that PSL, which is the Pakistan Super League they're playing already, which is kind of IPL type. And now they're trying to separate for the youngsters but then the problem in India with the youngster, it is very similar to the U.S., let's say. They will not be allowed to or able to skip schools and colleges. And because of that, I will tell you up front, no, because I know situation. I'm coming from the universities and college and high school cricket. We know that how hard it is to even... Uh, get going with our own regional and national tournament in terms of schedule. So now if you add something international one now, it gets more complicated. And that is the point 
I will say, BCCI might say no before even government jumps in. By the way, same topics, same Ramiz Raja did uh, uh, presented his presentation with the ICC last Saturday in the meeting uh, where uh, he was looking for a complete different words of tournament in addition to whatever is happening. Uh, I think his proposal was uh, England, Australia, India, and Pakistan as a separate series. Right? Guess what happened? Looks like there was no vote. And I believe uh, it was a main concern that uh, during this particular cycle where the ICC schedule has been already planned and put on paper, they don't have the open window. So that's what happened. And it's the same thing. I will say it's getting tougher and tougher is not just Pakistan, believe it or not, but any new tournament pops up anywhere in the world, it's a very complicated to accommodate the schedule. And that is the most difficult part for the cricketing world at the moment. How many games players are going to play? How often? Where? How many towels involved? It's, it's getting complicated. And because of that, Sooner or later, we need to look for the quality cricket, not the quantity cricket. Okay. The other, other topic I want to bring to the, the, the um, panel's attention is that the English county... Um, can I, can I just say something there, Mr. Francis, before you go? I totally agree with you. I, I wasn't thinking about... Um, when you say on the night, I wasn't even thinking about the, the, the school situation with these kids because that would be, be a big block in their way for focusing on those competitions still have this school to do. So I totally agree with you with that. Anyhow, go ahead. Okay. I just want to bring to the attention that the English County Championship has just begun. Has begun. And um, sorry. So he's leading in the Division One. Essex uh, in second place. In third place, we have Hampshire. But we're going to ask Dennis. Dennis, um, you're going to give us a summary of everything that we discussed this evening so that Simon will have some questions for you at the end. So, again, we'll set aside some time for that. How about that, Dennis? Yes, thank you for the benefit of Simon and others. We looked at the ICC um, making changes to the number of associate women's team in the ODI to come. They've expanded the number of teams by uh, up to about 16, I think. My apologies. They've definitely expanded the ICC Women's Championship to 10 teams. Then, of course, we looked at the uh, update from the Afghanistan Working Advisory Group to the ICC. This advisory group is supposed to be advising the ICC on the state of women's cricket in Afghanistan. And I know we touched on this earlier in this discussion, but I certainly hope that the ICC will not drop the ball on women's cricket in Afghanistan. We also reported on the fact that South Africa has been tapped as the new venue for the new inaugural women's under-19 T20 World Cup to begin in uh, January of 2023 with teams from 16 nations playing in that. 
we looked briefly at the situation involving the West Indies um, report on their finances. And although the West Indies finances is in a mess, in part because of the situation with COVID, nonetheless, the decision was made, or rather, we were given a caveat that indicated that reasonable, supportable, that the CWI would continue tournament and harvest the benefits of long-term media sponsorship, which is quite uh, widespread at the moment. And Team USA will qualify for the T20, so the T20 World Cup along with the West Indies in 2024. And we talked about Joe Root, who resigned his captaincy of England. And we looked at possible replacement for Joe Root captaincy, coaches, and other advisor, administrative side of English cricket. And we discussed the Paramvirus family investments in bringing real cricket, I shouldn't say real, real cricket, to Atlanta, Georgia. And they've got an ambitious project on hand to build five new cricket playing fields. And our own coach, Jatin Patel, is a consultant on that project. So we should be able to get up-to-date news on that. And, of course, the IPL, the fate of Mumbai Indians being winless in six matches. And, of course, Chennai Super King only won one out of four. And we noted that the two new teams in the IPL are now leaders at the top of the table. So, in summary, those were the points we looked at earlier. And uh, we hope that uh, we've been able to inform and educate and advise our listeners as to some of the goings on in uh, cricket in the USA. Back to you. Uh, yes. Liz. One other thing that we touched on barely though, we, we touched on the Carista games in which Jamaica is still mm-hmm. leading, but there was an, a big upset last night when the Antiguan Fleming won the, the young, the men's 100 meters beating out the Jamaicans and the, the rest of the uh, of the um, squad or the team to win that gold medal. It was a shock defeat, and uh, we are we happy for that. Simon and or Virgil, any questions? No, no, it's quite clear with me. You made okay. it quite clear. Dennis made it quite clear. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, why don't you give uh, your final thoughts? I'd be happy to, Mr. President. I want to say a very good night to all. Once again, happy Easter, happy week, and um, it's a pleasure being on the show with you men who know the game so well, and the ladies too are listening. Know the game so well, and I learned so much from this game. Just coming on the show and listening to you, Virgil and Mr. Patel and Ivo and uh, Mr. Mackenzie, who know the game so well, it's a pleasure being on the show with you. I learned quite a lot from this show. And I wish it can go from strength to strength. And I'll do everything to see it stays on the air. Have a wonderful mm-hmm. week, all. Once again, have a very happy Easter. And be safe. Talk to you next week on the radio, as Mr. McKenzie says, at 629. Have a very good week. Good night, all.
All right. Good night to all to you too. And Virgil, your final thoughts? Yeah, um, my favorite team is at the in the IPL is at the bottom of the table. But <laughs> the new team that I that, that I back, I don't know if they're first or second. Um, which Evan Lewis play for? Cause that's that's the team I back. I, I the, the initial I can't call it the initial, but um, they are the top of the table. Which I wish them all the, all the best, and I hope they continue to 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 do good and end up in the final and even win the final. To all the listeners, I hope you join us again next week for another talk on cricket. And enjoy the rest of the evening and enjoy the rest of the Easter. Um, and good night to each and every one of you. Amen. Thank you so much, Virgil. Have a blessed week. JT, Thank you. Final thoughts? <laughs> yes, it's a good uh, Easter weekend. And I just uh, like to give the listeners up ahead next week. We are resuming, means starting registration for who is who in cricket. And we will have the special show and a cricket show. And then uh, we will discuss more. So we pick up this date because of my daughter's birthday. Oh, That's right. April 24. And some of them may surprise. If you don't like my daughter's birthday, then let's celebrate Sachin Tendulkar's birthday. Okay. <laughs> so till then, I will say goodbye, everybody, and we'll catch you yeah. next week. Okay. Here, okay. hear it from Jason first. Dennis, your final thoughts? And well, just to leave Virgil with something that might please him: that uh, Pakistan's men national team is scheduled to play a whole lot of cricket this year, oh, and yeah. uh, seventeen seven test matches. 17 ODIs, 25 T20s, and of course, um, the women Pakistan team are also due to play a lot of matches this year. So that should please Virgil. That's my final thought for the day. And, in, uh, and India yeah. should be going here as well too, right? India is going to... Uh, yeah. in, well, India Sri Lanka... Sri Lanka, England, and New Zealand are going to play test matches. This year, but how about next year? No, we're, we're thinking of the, we're talking about the next 12 months, I guess, beginning okay. round about now for the next 12 months. Well, but it was carded that, that, that um, India is supposed to be touring uh, Pakistan. So anyway, nevertheless, we are grateful that many teams have gone to Pakistan, and we're grateful for cricket. We're grateful for the wonderful thing that is being done here in our neck of the woods to build those four, four cricket grounds over there in Georgia. A wonderful show again, gentlemen. And we just wish that you each of you will have a wonderful week. See us here next week on the radio, like Mr. McKenzie would say. And thanks for giving me the opportunity to host in this show. Good night. God bless. And this is what Virgin likes. Andy Roberts. Made it, and all that he gets.
can be proud of you. Now don't let us down to the boy and do what you have to do. When you're bowling volleyball, remember it's cutest ball. When you're bowling volleyball, bowl and make them wicked fall. When you're bowling volleyball, bowl like a devil you may be. Remember, you're bowling for Halloween. Throughout the years, we have plenty talented men. And Samson, Baba, Slegoa, Tuss, and all the rest of them. There was no opportunity for them. Before their career, they had to stop. It's different with you and the boys. Stay up, stay up, stay up. Now when you're bowling, volleyball, remember it's duty's call. When you're bowling, volleyball, bowl and make them wicked fall. When you're bowling, volleyball, bowl like a devil ever you may. I thought my life's too busy to get a master's in business, but then I found WGU. 
Now I can take tests, complete courses, and even graduate on my schedule. An online nonprofit university that runs on my time, I choose WGU.